0: Everybody and welcome to episode three hundred and fourteen of Vidge Game Apocalypse. I am your host, Michael, the real Azor Ahai Reparas. Who else is here in the mystical, magical, whatever studio of the airwaves with me?
1: Forever MK List, Chris Uh
2: Disney Dad Matthew Allen.
0: Ooh, and special
2: guest, holder of the Chaos Emeralds, T.L. Foster. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I've never been more pathetic. Uh, if anybody has an MK11 code, I need it so bad because we want to do next week, uh, Monday when you're hearing this, uh, a later time about Mortal
0: Kombat. It should be up.
3: Oh shit! Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If we have any
0: any listeners who work at WB, Chris is in Texas. Have <laughs> a code. I've been to the tire
1: place three times this month. Mm. I'm well in April. Uh, yes, bad times. Bad times for Christopher. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: yeah, um, great note to start on, by the way.
1: <laughs> what, that I need Mortal Kombat? Yes, because
0: no, this isn't about start Mortal start Kombat. This what is, is this about? Well, this 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 week's show is inspired, again, we keep dipping into non-gaming media, but obviously this weekend that we just went past was a very significant one for yes. geeks, nerds, and dorks of all stripes, because uh, we got not only avengers endgame but the battle of winterfell one of the biggest and most significant and strangely most divisive episodes of game of thrones
1: right so i I won't spoil anything Mm. anything but like i have never lived on the edge of emotional wreckage due to like a pop culture event Mm -hmm. more than the week before that yeah and it turned out pretty okay so please feel free to enjoy both yes Mm -hmm. you you won't you won't get your dick shattered or vagina mm-hmm. uh, by anything that happens in either one of those.
0: just, I, I, I think they're
1: both great. I
0: do keep hearing from people. It's like, well, the deaths just didn't affect me that much. Like, well, maybe it's because you're an adult who knows he's watching a TV show,
1: and <laughs> maybe maybe you were rooting for people you like
4: to die, mm-hmm. and you have to. Con- you have to. And maybe you should think yourself. about that for a second. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
4: But sorry, I guess yeah, we should just. That's kind of a spoiler. Yeah,
0: but 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 both of those things have. Huge battle action set pieces yes. with armies asymmetrically running at each other on big open fields of battle. Obviously in Avengers Endgame, it's, it's. The big—I I don't want to spoil anything other than that it happens, but it's a big climactic moment. It's
1: the Battle of Winterfell is the biggest thing to ever happen on Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. The right. the battle, things that happen in Endgame are the most ridiculous things to happen in any medium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and, and there is a spoiler cast for patrons, Laser Time patrons, patreoncom slash Time with Chris Baker, where. Uh, Talk about in game for almost half the length of the movie, <laughs> um, but yes, letting but, people yeah. know that's up there. So, if f- you really want spoilers, because we're not going to do it here, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah. So, um, as our listeners know, we start every show with a top five, and we were hemming and hawing about what to make this one. And Matt, you came up with I think, or maybe I came up with you it. I can't remember. This okay, you came up.
1: With I came up.
0: With uh, it. Games <laughs> with massive battles that that mm-hmm. simulate through whether through sheer numbers or through trickery. Putting you into the middle of a really, really huge, full-scale conflict, and um, hmm. we have a couple rules to approach this because, for as much as we talk about video games, our uh, our experience in certain genres is a little narrow. So um, we're we're leaving out RTS. we're leaving out multiplayer. So this is all single-player games that manage. To I don't construct- get to talk about Mag. No, you don't get to talk about massive action game for the PlayStation 3 entertainment console.
4: No total which, war. Which... Teenag, sit down. We yeah. see you at home listening <laughs> sit down. If you wanted
0: to talk about but it you I... should have come on, man.
4: You yeah. should have come. Which on.
1: By, by the way, didn't didn't Mag still offered more people than
2: the average battle royale, didn't it? I thought like I think if you like if you add cuz I think it's 64 at a time, but then you have like two generals who could do like three different platoons in like it's a weird
4: strategy mm-hmm. game. I know Mag was weird. Yeah. Mag was a really Never weird, got Mag was
1: a, was a beautiful spectacular firework of failure.
4: Yeah, but what we're really going for, I think the reason we wanted to discount RTS, you're you're removed from the action in those games. You know, mm-hmm. you're you're sort of god floating above a planet arranging armies. We wanted you We're talking about like the scenes in games where you feel like you could get struck by a bullet any minute and die. Your your boots on the ground in the middle of the shit. Right. Yeah, exactly. I have have one I can think
1: of off the top of my head, but I can't wait to see what you guys Mm. came up with.
0: Well, this is where I start uh, equivocating and making excuses because uh, this is a very subjective list. Obviously... There are a bunch of games that we don't talk about that will that do this very well. Uh, there are a bunch of games we haven't played that probably do this very well, and uh, you can you can tell us all about them. I'm sure you will. No, nope. I'm going to
1: say right now because Michael doesn't have the fucking balls. Mm. The games you're thinking of don't exist. Only the ones we talk about. <laughs> this is definitive. That's right,
4: or don't matter. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. I always
2: like to... I've, I've, I feel offended already. <laughs> that, you that, should feel yeah. bad about yourself. You like.
1: That thing we never played, we hate it, in mm-hmm. you by association, and you should react yeah. that way in the comments. Your
4: tastes are bad. Yeah, you should feel yeah. bad for liking it. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. suck, actually. <laughs> yeah. I, love
0: no, I love our fans. I love them. They're the best. No, seriously, they are
4: the best. Yes. Um, but they have terrible taste in games. Seriously. Sometimes. And podcasts. They're listening to us. What's wrong with you guys?
1: Seriously. You hate it that much, move on, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh, we know, we're here to talk town. about big old battles, baby. Yeah, big
0: battles, not not small battles, big battles. So, like, yeah, a, a lot of um, a lot of war games. A surprising number of them are are all about like the tiny skirmishes. You're going right, right. through enemy territory with your squad and picking off other squads. And no, no, we want like big fucking sieges. Yeah, like uh, just army ar- army on your side, army on their side. You have to feel like you're part of something much bigger. It's really
1: it's really weird, even if you think of, like, think of every Call of Duty campaign, and, and now try and think of any time you fought more than five people on a battlefield. Mm-hmm. At once. It might, it might, it doesn't happen very often.
4: No, no, it right. doesn't. Sure. Not saying yeah. never. You're right. yeah, I know one game we don't have on here that is sort of a good example, a recent game, Totally Accurate Battle Simulator. Like, that is a mm. game where you, like, literally yeah. just have waves <laughs> of dudes. Yeah
0: like but
4: it's more that's more like a physics thing like, I'm just going to use a
0: well that's like I'm going to use a rubber stamp to put down like uh 500 mammoths and then pit them against 5000 copies of the Greek god Zeus Right. and see yeah. who wins.
1: <laughs> it's not really fair. It's that's it, kind of like like a Donald Rumsfeld's Gary's Mod. Like,
0: it's
1: just like, oh, how man. would this play well, out if this looked hilarious?
0: As we know <laughs> from the uh, Oscars episode of Laser Time, uh, <laughs> Rumsfeld only made one game and it was fucking
3: solitaire. <laughs> That's right.
0: I really love that sketch, by the
3: way. It's kind <laughs> That's of my so favorite crazy. thing we did
1: in that episode. It's so good. And I worked really hard on Black Klansman, but oh. uh, that was still funnier. Oh, thank you.
0: So yeah, anyway, we'll we'll get into these massive battles right after this is the world of today getting you down
5: well then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies tv games and more 30 20 and 10 years ago this very week with our show 30 2010 here's a clip from 1999
4: Yes. April 23rd. Yes.
1: Global holiday. Global holiday for technically the 30th anniversary of a little show called Baywatch, but mm-hmm. in the form of a TV movie.
4: Right. is a pilot TV movie, so they knew they were starting out with a bang.
1: <laughs> with such a Sharknado title. David Hasselhoff, Parker Stevenson, Panic at Malibu Beer, Sunday. Wow. Yeah. You didn't Sunday. say The Baywatch part of it, but it's in the logo. Yeah. Oh, that's so strange. And that would go on to be a, a probably one of the oddest global phenomenons I've ever lived through. Yeah. I understand boy bands and action movies, but the whole world loving Baywatch was very strange.
4: I mean, I think it makes sense because it is yeah. so quintessentially American. And so, 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 some people it's like, like
1: Star Trek. Like, ooh, look at this awesome pier, this beautiful oh, yeah. beach,
4: and it's yeah, it's muscles. and I wonder tits what their police and look like. Beaches, <laughs> yeah, like why wouldn't Hot. the lifeguards be the hottest people yeah. in the world?
1: No, everyone's knees is visible. It's strange. I yeah. love it. Fighting beach based crime.
4: Go back to those shorty little swimsuits for men. No, oh. no, thank you. Yes, Mm-mm. above the knee. Or it's not for me.
1: Mm-mm, I don't want anybody to see my lost tattoos. <laughs>
4: Do you mean they are about the TV show Lost or they are lost under your body Yeah, hair? It's so, no
1: it's, no, it's all from the J.J. Abrams
5: Lost. I got the Smoke Monster, Walt Polar Bears, a bunch of stuff I didn't get
4: dissolved. Jump into
5: the past with 302010 every Thursday on LasertimePodcast.com or iTunes,
0: Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. 5, four, and welcome back. It's time to talk about what, Matt? Big old battles. Big old battles. Big old battles. Biggest
1: battles. Battle, battle, battle. <laughs> Butter, battle, battle in a bad... bottle in a puddle. No, Big, bad yes. <laughs> Big bad Beetleborgs?
0: Uh, yes, Big Bad Beetleborgs. Everyone's favorite series.
1: <laughs> yes. Mighty Morphin Jay Leno. You welcome him. <laughs>
3: oh,
0: we're <I'm> back. <laughs> like, uh... Have you heard about these Beetleborgs? Huh? Have you heard about these? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's begin with. <laughs> Number
3: five. Our defense is overrun. The women and children are being trapped. Get them to
5: the
0: great hall. We so shall hold them here, or at the keep. We cannot let them near the glittering cave.
4: You shall not pass. My knowledge of Lord of the Rings Two Towers. Oh, <laughs> well, there you go. Yes, that it, I,
1: is it. Mm, that was the Two Lord Towers of rings, is dialogue. the the. The first game, isn't it? Yes, the first, yes.
4: Re- the well, first yes. real EA movie game. based game. Yeah, because yeah, we've talked about it in previous shows, I worked at Vivendi right after they released the book based Lord of the Rings game that had nothing to do with the movie but was mm-hmm. kind of just sold at the same time the movie came out and probably fooled a lot of people.
1: <laughs> yeah, because well, there is no official like EA Fellowship of the, the Rings game. There is game. not. And, no. and those games were not bad. It's crazy that like they're there's some of the best, kind of the best movie games that existed, and they're gone. Yeah,
0: yeah, but Helm's Deep for the time uh, was yeah this huge well, battle
3: I z- game. Right? I
0: zeroed in on Helm's Deep in part, and and yes, this is Helm's Deep from Lord of the Rings: The to Two Towers for PS2.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I zeroed in on it because Helm's Deep came up a lot in conversations about Game of Thrones. People Fuck comparing yeah. the two battles. Uh, they, they, they I know I brought it up. That everyone
1: kept they, they kept glowing like this is the biggest battle ever shot for television. I'm like, well, if that was the case. How come nobody skateboarded downstairs on a shield?
0: Yeah. Does that happen in Helm's Deep? <laughs> I could do that, but shot for television is the, the important phrase in that. I it? know. Yes. But still, nobody
1: uh, skateboarded on shit. Not Arya. Not Bran. Yeah. Not uh, Rob. Yeah, you should have seen the episode. Rob, Rob came back.
0: Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah, came back, just uh, burst right out of the crypt and said, "Like I'm yeah. fighting for the living." Yeah, <laughs> Caitlin shredded the Nard. It was uh-huh. amazing. <laughs> Challenged the Night King to a skating contest. It was it was fucking vicious.
4: Yeah. I mean, Let me see your yeah, flat legs. It was tricks. weird when they All had to go find the Tesseract first, though, before uh-huh. any of that could happen. And
0: Brand just, stood up and did a 360 Christ Air. It was amazing. And then,
4: <laughs> and then Poe Dameron He did, he did a 360 everyone. sack tap with his wheelchair. <laughs> just, oh.
2: There's an exec somewhere like, yes, kid, yes, this is... Perfect. This is what we need to uh-huh. do. Uh-huh. Our Lord. Our Lord of the Ring uh, parody movie. But 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 uh. that that is like it's brought up because like Helm's
1: Deep set the standard in what a
0: a fantasy battle know, medieval look like. battle yeah. was
1: supposed to be on screen. Not just
0: a medieval battle, right. but a uh, a terrifying siege against overwhelming enemies. Yes, and that's
1: why Michael's paid money to write. Yes. See?
0: Yes. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so the 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 neat thing about this is even though. It's a PS2 game, even though it has not aged very well. Uh, this really deserves credit, I think, for the, the trickery that the, the developers used in bringing this scene and a lot of other scenes from the movies to life. That uh, So as you're, as you're fighting through Helm's Deep, it gives you, and a lot of these give you the impression that you're in something very big with sound you can hear all these explosions and screams around you. It gives the impression that there's a bunch of stuff going on off screen that you're not seeing. And there are bits where like you're on the battlements and like on on the top of the walls and you can see like all these dozens of orcs just like swarming around at the ground on the ground below you. And you, you don't realize it distracts you from the fact that like, you know, you're actually in a very, basic flat level yes.
3: fight, mm. fighting
0: like two or three enemies at a time that right. just crawl up and and you think they're coming up from the crowd but really there's no crowd it's it's just a bunch of it's, very low res models running around I don't know
4: if it's parallax scrolling but it's kind of like they, they, they trick you through layers there's usually mm-hmm. like a foreground mm-hmm. layer that will be sort of right in front of the camera where there's yes. dudes fighting and then behind you there's layers or, or yeah if, you, if you're looking down and so it's, you will you will just get tricked because there's so much activity. Mm-hmm. You're like, I am, I'm going to die at any second. But you're right. Yeah. If you actually kind of pick out which enemies can actually hit you, mm-hmm. it's a very small yeah, area. And but I, I
1: remember exactly what you're talking about mm-hmm. because, like, it felt like we hadn't seen this many on enemies on screen because that used to be a way people would promote their hardware. Yeah, Yeah. And they found ways to, like... They're not animated gifs, but like just a bunch of shit happening in the background. Turn the camera around. There's a ton of shit happening, none of which you can interact with. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it gave the impression you were in a much bigger battle. Than and and
0: that—that's the thing that like we—we we have been kind of trained by video games to think that like oh, everything we see in, in a video game is is one to one. If there are a bunch of enemies, they're all being rendered at the same time by the computer. And when really, like this is this is movie magic being applied <laughs> to a video game.
1: It is. It is the gate mm-hmm. of uh, video games. The gate. There's a. You mean the, the gate? The movie, if you've never 80s seen the gate, movie? it's, mm-hmm. it's the such movie? a great horror movie. But uh, they, there's, it's not stop motion. They use forced perspective to make little. Uh, oh yeah. Little guys look giant, and all the effects hold up really well because they just would design these gymnasium size. Bedrooms that were supposed to look like little kids'
4: bedrooms. I don't know. I can't explain forced perspective so, that way. Well. Can I tease next week's bonus time then, Chris? So oh, please. here's the thing. You talk about forced perspective. Quick story. Disney. So when I was at Disneyland last week, they were renovating the castle, and so they put scaffolding in front of it in like a big canvas thing that was like a picture of the castle. And so as you're walking <laughs> down Main Street, you still see the castle and the difference. But because the castle, the way it's built, is with forced perspective, they actually decrease the size of the bricks uh, as you get closer to the top. And so when you're standing on the bottom of the castle, the top looks way higher than it actually is. Mm -hmm. That illusion gets shattered when you're staring at a flat 2D image of the castle. And so you really got to see, you're like, oh, it's as tall as like a three-story house, and that's it. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. this very short castle.
1: Yeah, you you probably played Nintendo in a bigger house
0: than (laughs) the castle. But uh, another thing that made the, the EA games really cool, especially for their time, is that they actually... Got the likenesses and voices yes. of the cast.
5: I got two. There are enough for us both, Gimli. Take down that ladder before we are overrun.
0: Before we're overrun by roughly one enemy every 30 seconds.
4: <laughs> and my. <laughs> I know, I, think, <laughs> I,
1: think, I think. I think you broke this shit for me, but I know friends of ours used the thing we talked about in Midget Game Apocalypse, this shorthand. For video game vo, because Ian McKellen revealed on ENPR that he he got he got paid more for the games than he did for the movies because everybody kind of well, had a lump sum to make three films. I, I don't
0: know that it was more, but it was it he was said a, more. it was an additional he payday to, uh, to well he 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 get more money doing the games than he would just doing the movies.
1: but Right, cause they were, because now it was a big property, and they didn't make a first game because no one had any faith in the Lord of the Rings trilogy.
0: Well, also and because, because they it, did, he had he, the rights to the books, and they're like, hey, we'll, we'll just roll out Fellowship of the Ring before anyone can do anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: uh, but this way, Legolas... Really, him yeah. doing an impression of Bad Game V. But
0: his point was that he he loved doing it because it was an, an, another paycheck. And uh, uh, but the, he
1: said he didn't enjoy doing it, and he would allow <laughs> Stan well. To he do talked
0: it. about oh that lovely money. But but then Warner Brothers oh, started the, publishing the games themselves. Right. So they're like, no, we we already own your performance. This is just going into your contract for the movie. It's like, well then I won't do it. If I'm not making yeah. any extra money, what's the point? And so that yeah, because he
1: made so much money in these EA games, mm-hmm. but like because because the, essentially they had to all be corralled back with a new contract to do yes, voices
4: exactly. Yeah. Well, when did when did WB take over? Because EA did three or four. They did they did two the, towers. Then mm-hmm. they did Return of the King. I think
0: it was with the Hobbit games. Okay, well, yeah, well, well like Lego Wrath. Hobbit, yeah. uh, Lego Lord of the Rings, whatever.
2: Right. Yeah, because I think WB. Yeah, WB doesn't even touch any of those stuff until later. Like early, is it early
4: uh, PS3? When WB finally takes over, I mean the Lego yeah. stuff kind of always ran parallel with with other stuff. Like mm-hmm. EA, I remember they tried to extend it as long as they could because they had that War for the Ring. Like remember they did a Final Fantasy yeah. X clone that was Lord of the Rings yeah. branded. This it was the was Third awesome. Age. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome.
1: And th- no, none of EA's uh, Lord of the Rings games are bad. In fact, they're the, probably the best Lord of the Re- Rings games ever made. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and
4: they are. That's it's, not saying that. Say. Yes. No, but this one, I just Uh, remember how epic the battles were. I might be confusing this with Return of the King. Was this the one where there was, like, uh, siege engines you had to, like, collapse as they were coming against the tower and stuff? Otherwise, like, you would just be flooded with orcs?
0: I don't remember. That might have been the third one. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, I I didn't see any in this one. But
1: Return of the King is the high point for Lord of the Rings games. It's the best Hmm. one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it does have the big friggin' Siege of Minas Tirith the end. But it doesn't have this great line.
4: Never have I seen such axe work, Master Dwarf. Or I such bow skill.
3: But they never stand back up after I have hit them.
0: I might have oversold how great that line was, but uh, <laughs> I just wanted <laughs> well, it's an It's not that it's a bad line, it's just <laughs> that
1: it's a very first take.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and It's also like you could have put in some like more sexy sounds and it's like, oh, it's an innuendo. Okay. This is the Lord of the Rings we never saw.
1: Yeah, every time Uh, Gimli fucks somebody, they don't get up.
0: (laughs) Who knows? They they, they they fall right asleep. (laughs) Every orc he fucks, man, just knocks him right out. My Jimmy runs
4: deep. So deep I put
0: that ass to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies, if you're
1: listening, if you'd rather fuck Legolas than Gimli, you're gay. I'm sorry. (laughs) What? I've just diagnosed you. Yeah, Gimli's the guy. I'm not saying that because he looks like me. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I am a tall Gimli. <laughs> Gimli's not that not hairy. Come three. on. I'm a tall Gimli, but everything else, the nose, the, the mm-hmm. hair, it's
0: all there. Yeah. All right. Well,
3: uh, yeah. Re- <laughs> and, and, talk more about me.
0: And I. Well, I'll talk more about Lord of the Rings because uh, one other game that I looked at for this was Shadow of War which does let you organize, like you you can build an army of Uruks, or Orcs, and uh, use them to lay siege to castles, but then like, watching one of these, I'm like looking on YouTube, it's like, alright, let's see one unfold, like, on hard, like, what's the most Orcs you can fit in, and then like it's just pretty much like standard attacking a castle by yourself, except that now there's like a couple handfuls of orcs running around and fighting yeah, each other. you're so. still
4: dealing with hardware limitations. You mm-hmm. can't animate thousands of detailed Unless you're
0: playing a total war game, apparently.
4: Yes,
1: unless <laughs> you're tiny, tiny yeah. little microscopic Micro Machines dolls. Exactly. On, on a field, but like, I still like the idea that no matter how far we progressed in terms of battles like this, Helm's Deep is considered the standard even though I think Minas Tirith topped it visually. Mm, yeah, But yeah. Helm's Deep everyone knows it.
0: It's well crazy. Helm's Deep there's something that uh, I think left very vivid memories about just just that trailer with the orcs like just slamming their spears against the ground and just, boom boom boom. Let's move on. <laughs> Number four. Matt, you just made a face. I'm guessing you cheated and looked at
1: the. Point. Well, it's very clearly Mass Effect. Um,
2: <laughs> so the thing I was is, say, this is Star Trek, right? Star well, Trek. Yes,
4: yes, absolutely. No, so no. I I know the answer, and mm-hmm. it, I think we all heard Star Wars blasters there. I want to see if you guys can guess which Star Wars game this is. I'll even we'll even give you another hint. This is a Battle for Hoth. Mm-hmm. So which Battle for Hoth and which Star Wars <laughs> <laughs> game is this? Battlefront Two? No, no. Battlefront, uh, new
0: one. Say, Rogue rogue squad, rogue squad rogue squadron. <laughs> I
2: can't, almost had say it. it, close enough. I, I can't say the word rogue squadron. I know
1: all, all the fucking TV repairmen out there like
4: had just heard rogue soldering. <laughs> yes, that's what we'd be doing every rogue day. Rogue Sauron. Man. Yeah, it's it's Rogue Square drawn. Yeah. to two rogue leader. Yeah. yeah.
0: TL. <laughs> but this is um not not the most. Visually impressive version of Hoth, but once you're out there in the snow speeder and you see like all these ATSTs and ADATS yeah. and uh squads of like snow troopers running against like rebel infantry, like it does again, it gives it uses a bit of trickery to convince yeah. you you're in the middle of something much bigger than you actually are,
4: yeah, yeah. I, I actually was sort of using this entry as a cheat to talk about a lot. A lot of Battle for Hoth mm-hmm. sequences in games are really like, good. The, the
0: real great one is, of course, the Atari Twenty Six Hundred Empire Strikes Back. Absolutely. Did you quit it? <laughs> Absolutely, not I'm playing that game.
4: No, but th- 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 in all seriousness, the, the Battlefront remake Battle for Hoth sequence is is very epic, and you do mm-hmm. feel it's like you're part of the battle because you're and I mean, everyone's
1: piloting everything you
4: see. Yes, and right. and you're constantly dying and regenerating as like the the snow. Stormtroopers with mm-hmm. their, like, snow gear on. And yeah, snowtroopers. Okay. Yeah.
0: But again, that's yeah. multiplayer.
4: Yes, that is multiplayer. But,
0: so. but yes, that... It, 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 barring our no-multiplayer uh, rule, like, that is easily the best version.
2: Yeah. I know, Rogue Leader, when this game first came out, I just remember, like, going to school, and it was all, like, me and my friends could talk about. It's like, hey, you... Like, this fucking hot level is just... It's everything like you said, you like you're on the battle with like ATATs and like just like being able to take down an ATAT was just mind blowing. It's like what like this is just so cool that we could do this in a video game.
3: Mm-hmm. I don't
2: well, know. I've always wanted to look
1: into um I think gamers give Hoth a ton of shit because we've had to do it so many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I wonder if there's something about like just the, the nature of texturing those levels, like, Oh, this is <laughs> so non-taxing for the for the rendering engine, just a bunch of white everywhere. We can do epic shit uh, because there's no textures.
4: Yeah. Well, there's sort of like in in recent ones. I think that's actually it's more impressive in that they do texture the snow, and you can mm, tell like sure. like Battlefront. It's it's you're like wow, this looks like real snow, and it's blowing in the wind, and it's like how many little tiny particles are they rendering in there? It's, it's, but I know I think I them.
1: think that's a difference in a game developer's mind, like the idea that like. Before there were a bunch of textures to load, okay, bunch of white shit, and we can do whatever we want with the rest of this. We have more resources freed up to make this level be insane, and, and that's why the Hoth is the first level in so many fucking Star Wars games. Yeah,
4: and I love that the yeah. climax of Hoth is always... My theory. It's basically a sewing simulator at the end of every level, because all you're trying to do is, yeah. is go circles and through and, and yeah, ats feet, you know, it's... it's you know it's
0: it's weird because i never really thought about this aspect of empire strikes back until today but at the end of it when luke uh everybody's leaving luke hops in his x-wing and he's like oh no we're not going with the rest of the fleet we're gonna go find yoda like he just stole a fighter plane Uh and fucked off on his own to go awol like how how was he just welcomed right back in
1: I, well, I mean, I think... I, I, I'd like to think the new movies elaborate on that. Like, uh, uh, whatever... There was a military... It's no, It no longer exists, and mm-hmm. we're what's left of it, and we will use their resources however we see fit. It also helps yeah. when your sister is a general. Mm.
3: Yeah. Oh,
4: yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's so, true. You can kind of do whatever you want. didn't know that yet.
0: <laughs> but true. Look, I,
2: I would, I'd rather not litigate what is and could not be a court-martialing in Star mm-hmm. Wars after I got to <laughs> an argument with one of the former hosts of this you show did, about that yesterday.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well,
4: Anyways. fine then. Let's talk about trade agreements. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and, and Lewis thinks Poe Dameron should be court-martialed. And, he and should. I think, and I have to agree with yes. This is bad takes. These are all bad <laughs> takes. I can't,
0: They're I the can't best takes. <laughs> uh, but speaking of Luke and being court-martialed, there is a bunch of chatter in, in these games, and in this one, Rogue Leader especially. The Rebel transports are preparing for evacuation. Take
2: Rogue Squadron to Outpost Beta and intercept any Imperial forces you may find. Made all
1: the time you can buy. Ooh, God, I hate that. Sh-
0: that shit still works on me. Why do I care? <laughs>
1: like about that fucking music and those blaster
0: sounds? Because because it's been part uh, of your indoctrination since childhood. You, it's like Happy Meals. Like it, it uh, strikes some chord deep d- in your. It being It does taste like French fries mm-hmm. all the time. It does. It does. So does this. Strangely,
4: watch that crossfire, boys. Hobby, I've been hit.
5: Echo base commander Skywalker is down. Wedge, lead the attack against the walkers. Okay, rogue group. Stay on these walkers. Use your tow cables and break down as many as you can.
4: Was this was this the franchise that they couldn't afford Luke Skywalker, like Mark Hamill's voice yes, since they, they couldn't afford like, Wednesday? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: That's <laughs> why I want to imagine that conversation. Like, uh, so did we get Mark Hamill? No. Why not? Uh, he's busy. Doing what? Voice acting. Uh in what? Video games, <laughs> so so we so, so we make this Star Wars game without Mark Hamill. What the fuck? Or Where's Harrison your budget Ford? going? yeah. Well, yeah. you got Wedge, Wedge, baby. <laughs> we got Wedge. Yay, yay. Yeah.
0: Uh, uncle of fucking Obi Wan
1: yeah. er, er, and Mcgregor. Yeah, we we can't get we can't it's get Mark
0: Hamill. Either. He's in possible talks to shoot a Giver sequel. <laughs> <laughs> But he died in the first movie. It doesn't matter.
4: He's too busy playing Cockknocker yeah. in J.N. Oh boy, Yeah, we can't <laughs> get Mark Hamill. Why? Because
0: he's
1: too busy. He's too busy doing a pilot for Invader Zim that he won't be cat.
3: What
4: the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. Hey, Mark Hamill! What yeah. the hell? These were good games. We're, we're like talking like we're sounding bad, at, like talking poorly about these games. No, these were Like
1: people not wanting to shell out for Mark Hamill. I bet he cost less than Nolan North.
3: Hmm.
4: Yeah at
0: at one point yes yes until they started casting him as Luke Skywalker again then then he became indispensable but uh yeah Rogue Squadron was like okay the first game was like one of the top 5 games on N64 yep. uh the the sequel was a GameCube launch title it was amazing it still it was. holds up remarkably well uh, the third game we don't talk about but <laughs> <No>. <laughs> But those first two, oh, man, and then, like, we had, like, it it kind of felt like the first game uh, felt like a better retooling of the Hoth level from Shadows of the Empire, which at the time was very impressive. But, like, that game overall was just I
1: I feel like it would have been much harder to talk to a younger world about Nintendo. Why did Nintendo have a Star Wars exclusive? But here we are with Disney with, or Nintendo with a Marvel exclusive, so I, I, I guess... I don't know. Nintendo's in a better position than it's been in years.
4: Star Wars exclusive that was like on the box of the console, right? Yeah. Like- yeah. yeah. <laughs> um,
1: if you bought a launch console, it said coming soon Shadow of the Empire mm-hmm. for real.
4: Yeah, a whole series of exclusives. Well,
0: it, well, mm-hmm. it wasn't that ex- there, like there was there was a PC version of Shadows. Was there a PlayStation version? Eventually,
2: too? it took years though. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's a PlayStation version of Shadows though.
0: Yeah. No, there's okay. not.
1: It was yeah. it was it was I think it was forever a console exclusive for Nintendo. Dang. World. There still isn't. A, a, you can even you can buy it. You can buy it on Steam for a, for the price of a like I don't know a loose cigarette. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but it's still not available on any console.
0: Yeah, Rogue Leaders Hoth just just great. Um, but Hoth, Hoth is always fun
1: to explore. Um, it's nice to be able to say that because that was mm-hmm. a fucking deep like I think a knee jerk criticism from game uh, reviewers. that Like yeah. we don't want to go to Hoth. Hoth again? Like, again. Why? Mm. why? Where else do you remember ATATs being?
4: Mm. Yeah. Talk to me after you've been playing, uh, what was it, Star Wars uh, Rebel Assault on PC uh, in the early yes. 90s. Speaking and of that. Addicts. And then go play the Hoth level from uh, Rogue Leader. You will understand why Rogue Leader was so highly regarded. Mm-hmm. I remember I remember Rebel Assault, there was something, because I was playing this on my PC back in the day, and this was like Windows 3.1 era, right? Mm-hmm. Where like, whatever they were doing for the cockpit of the... Of, uh, of the I guess it's an X-Wing. Um, it was, like, transparent so I could see the snow level through, like, the front of the cockpit. It was uh. just really poorly rendered. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh,
1: I remember my friend loved this game so much. He was the captain of his softball team. So he got his jersey customized, I wanted to say, Rogue Leader, because I'm the captain. And uh, they <laughs> misspelled it as Rouge Leader. <laughs> <laughs> and and ev- every woman in the audience, like, whenever he walked up,
3: it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Did
4: um, your friend star in like Major League Four? Like, what <laughs> It does sound fake, but like, uh, he was a little
1: older than me, and he, he was he also, yeah, way more of an adult. Love mm-hmm.
0: you here. All right. Well, let's move on <laughs> three. to something way less well known, but uh, I think maybe more fun. Get, get through that central gate! We aren't going to get through it like this, sir!
5: You go there; you should be able to flank the
3: enemy from behind.
0: But you don't ever flank the enemy in this game because this game is fucking Vanquish.
4: Uh, Vanquish. You were expecting us to have like a better reaction have any than reaction,
0: reaction rather than silence. <laughs> good lord. Uh, Vanquish is a platinum games
2: joint. Vanquish is one of those games that I really should have played multiple times by now. And I have it.
0: Oh, man, you you totally Mm. should, because this game... I know Chris has played it, but this is like Gears of War, if rather than cowering behind cover and uh, thinking strategically, your preferred tactic was just run right the fuck at the enemy... Through hails of bullets, it doesn't matter. Is this a knee slide game? Yes, this is the knee slide game. (laughs) Oh, fucking
1: vanquish. Sorry, I was in the bathroom. Oh.
0: Oh. Thanks, Chris. Good job.
1: (laughs) You didn't know until you included me. I'll definitely know this.
0: Yeah, it, was, it was the long silence
2: It should have clued us <laughs> in it was, uh, Yeah, it was great, you missed it Michael was very enthusiastically
0: talking about Vanquation, he was just like,
2: Crickets. guys
0: <laughs> This
2: game is awesome
1: it's, it's on Steam, you
0: should totally yes, get it Yes, absolutely <laughs> Uh, it came to steam fairly recently if i remember right
1: but i mean the last 4 or 5 years mm. and,
0: and
1: but i th- i think Yes, recent in the the context of you being
3: 40
0: well recent in the context of when it was released on consoles right. which was longer than
4: yes yeah this is i mean sega's bringing all their console games to steam it's like finally japan is like oh we won't just get all our games stolen uh, mm-hmm. if we put them out on PC. We can actually make lots of money. There's a market here. Yes,
0: of people hungry for our
4: games. Right,
1: and and you maga morons will love that they basically kill Hillary Clinton in the opening.
4: Uh, well, no, it's at
0: the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but she she is the president because uh, mm-hmm. yeah she she's been dealing with the Russians oh, this whole time. How ironic? Yes, very ironic. And uh, yeah, San Francisco. That's that's a spoiler, by the way. Uh, sorry, I should have prefaced it. Spoiler alert. Um, no, what happens at the beginning of this game that they'll love is San Francisco gets fucking microwaved, right. like literally blasted with a microwave cannon from space, and right. yeah, uh, so we get, yeah, the like uh,
1: yeah, the libtard mecca gets the right. hammer of mm-hmm, dawn. Mm-hmm. You'll love it, yeah. magamorons. I promise. <laughs>
0: Is it getting hot in here, Matt? <laughs> Why is your boss a magamoron? moron? No, no, no! It's because we're being microwaved from space. Um, but uh, no, uh, Vanquish. I, I remember. I, I loved it. Like this, this is a game. So. That's uh, well,
1: excellent. I love the. I, I still love the idea that like you don't have a gun; you have a synthetic stem cell that can become any. <laughs> I think be, the idea, like four the idea is guns. like as as long as you fill this thing with energy, it can be a shotgun, mm-hmm. it can be a sniper rifle, it
0: can be a handgun, yeah. whatever you need it to be. And, and you have a uh, suit that lets you run super fast and absorb a bunch of damage, and it just needs to recharge every so often. Uh, during which, That's why people care who Platinum
1: is because mm. this is like one of the best Platinum games I think ever. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Absolutely. This uh, is but right, right around Bayonetta time too, right? So they kind of mm-hmm. had a big streak of really good action. Yeah, game. and and this yeah, is, it's,
1: its biggest downfall is that it's hella short and there's no multiplayer. But for people yeah. now, but seven dollars.
0: But but why not? Here's the thing. When I what I was going to say is this this is a game that's like tailored to my kind of play style. Like if I'm a Dungeons and Dragons character when I approach video games, I'd be always a fighter because my tactic is to just charge straight at the enemy and hack it to death. And this is a game about that. It rewards f- constant forward momentum. It doesn't reward hiding behind cover. You have right. to charge out and fucking kick ass. And yeah, every bullshit thing, every bullshit shooter was like taking a cue from Gears yeah, of War. And this, this, wasn't. this was like Gears of War in, in high speed reverse. Uh, but th- I think a lot of critics at the time sort of approached it like Gears of War and didn't enjoy it. And I will say trying to play it like that, it kind of sucks because it's not how you're supposed to play it.
1: Um, yeah, it's it's kind of it's harder to die than you think it is. Yeah, you're supposed to run out in hails of gunfire mm-hmm. and, and and risk yourself. I, I
4: remember playing it and thinking that I was like, God, I have to stay behind cover so much in this game because there's just like a hailstorm of bullets mm-hmm. constantly hitting you. No,
0: charge straight into the bullets because you have a suit that protects you. As uh, as this uh, really gravelly voiced army officer observes, you did get some training in this thing, right?
5: Our simulators are very
2: thorough.
4: They did quite a number on you, huh? We could use you as a test subject at DARPA.
3: What the fuck, man? (laughs) You're not allowed to smoke on the ship.
0: So yes, while they're while they're talking, this this army this very gruff bearded army officer who has like a, bio- a big metal robotic arm is like talking to Sam, the main character, and Sam is smoking in his robot suit, and they're they're arguing, and then uh, the, the ship gets attacked, and the officer takes that opportunity to just like slash at Sam with a knife, and because Sam has such uh, high speed reflexes, he just like leans back out of the way and his cigarette gets cut cleanly in half. And uh, then he's like, What the fuck? And like, no smoking. So but what's that guy's
4: plan he, if Sam doesn't notice the
0: knife? Well it's a platinum game, so I would just guess that could never not happen the way that it
3: does. <laughs> like it's I,
1: I remember taking a demo for it and they were right at the time. They were like, nah the, the lead guy the lead have smokes, and we wanted to make this guy smoke <laughs> uh, against the wishes of Sega. Yeah. And I i don't. What game have you played with the lead character
4: smokes? Metal Gear. Metal Gear. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, since then, <laughs>
1: and he—by the way, he vapes. Yeah. Now he uh, does. does five.
4: Yeah. He has yeah. The super Max cigar. Payne.
1: Uh, not in the third one.
0: No, he just drinks obsessively that's and takes true. painkillers.
1: Seriously, like Java doesn't smoke mm. anymore? Like people don't want a protagonist that smokes. This is they even they said in the demo, like nobody wanted us to do this, but we mm. thought it'd be funny. Hey
4: kids, and, like, smoking's cool. Well, I think it doesn't it affect your ESRB rating? Like I think just having yeah. tobacco in the game Maybe. is one of the dis- uh, but if you're going Why don't, to don't you consult
1: anyway? the Disney Afternoon collection, which your last battle with Fat Cat like fucking ruins that shit ESRB <laughs>
4: seriously.
0: Oh man,
1: I'm not kidding. Remember, <laughs> he's holding a cigar, so therefore it has alcohol, tobacco, both somehow. <laughs> Even though,
0: but he's a villain; it doesn't count. He's a villain
1: in the '90s. Everybody, yeah. Smoked. But
0: I, I just love that. Yeah, the the main character and his main boots on the ground uh, antagonist, his rival, who they're they're always giving each other shit. Uh, they're they're both so gravelly voiced you could barely tell them apart. It's like they're they're competing to see who can cough up the most phlegm. <laughs> <laughs> Who's doing an Alex Jones impression? Um, <laughs> that did yeah, t- one, one of he them is Steve Blue. More Goddamn globalists! Coming,
4: <laughs> <laughs> they're coming after
0: your children. <laughs>
4: Hillary Clinton's president. Everything's
0: ruined. By children, I mean guns. Russians are in space. We should send your guns to public schools. Send your guns to public schools to learn to pray. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Alex Jones is the best. Politics. Uh, I wish I was PewDiePie. uh, But do you wish you were Sam Gideon? A little
4: warmer reception than I was hoping for.
0: Warmer reception than he was hoping for. Uh, the first levels of this are like you... The the, the plot is this uh, space colony that harvests energy for the Earth uh, has been taken over by this like splinter group of Russian nationalists that are mostly red robots. And so you, you crash a spaceship into this thing and uh, run out with a bunch of dudes, space marines, and uh, yeah, there's just like robots all over the place, robots on giant walkers, uh, just fucking unloading hailstorms of bullets at you and as you're charging in amid all these expendable troops you you are uh, it, it feels like D-Day in space where you're like okay I need to just charge headlong into these cannons and shoot all these dudes and find the trench that lets me get behind them and then I'm gonna fight a giant robot that looks like fucking Megatron um, why are you doing the guy's voice are I don't know it's fun it's so much addictive. fun it's Matt. awesome <laughs> This is my new character!
1: <laughs> and I, I, I loved writing about it, because like, imagine yeah. doing deep-knee rock slides mm. and sending sparks out of your caps mm-hmm. yep. while firing a weapon. And then you can it's a flip-kick at the end of it and fucking bust some robot's yeah. chops. Yeah, before you decide which gun you want to pull out, which is it assembles in your hand. Mm-hmm. And this all happens in like a quarter of a second. The game is seventy five percent off on Steam. It's four ninety nine. Right, go buy oh, really? it immediately. The best oh. five bucks you could spend if you're mm-hmm. Steam.
0: And, and especially like four K sixty FPS. Oh my god!
1: Trolls and runs like a dream. Says PC Gamer. I wouldn't know, but I trust Tyler's job.
0: Yeah, I trust him. I wouldn't. I'm, I'm actually
2: currently seeing if it's on. It's not on
0: the,
4: the Epic Store. System. Is it well, on the Epic Store? The That's Epic the only store. place I play. I was going to say I uh, wouldn't trust T- Tyler fucking Epic Shill. <laughs> no,
2: uh, no. I, I was thinking it was on the current, uh, like the current gem systems and it's not.
0: I'm surprised it's so not like twenty dollars on Xbox Live. Yeah,
2: or like even on PlayStation Now. Yeah. I've played it on PlayStation Now. I've, huh. I've already sucked money into that stupid thing, mm-hmm. so why not?
1: Yeah. I'll call Vanquish one of the best games of the last generation that nobody played. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's fantastic it is it is a it is a six-hour okami and that's not a good
2: description
0: six-hour very high speed okami i'm about yeah. to say you guys are naming two games
2: i've never played
0: well go play okami if we as if we haven't been harping on that for the last 11 years
2: <laughs> jesus I, all
1: i want to do is call you nerd but that doesn't make
2: sense <laughs> no i'm a jock that's the reason yeah. why i haven't played them Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You're too busy watching passes into
1: the end zone, man. They gotta give it a hundred ten percent, otherwise they're not gonna score seven points a play. Why do you get seven points every time you score? That's bullshit. One, well,
2: you only get three if you do. I, I know the answer, I know the answer to that, and I'm not gonna get into it. it the also answer to that is they didn't want
0: to be soccer because soccer's boring. Yeah, you get six exactly. points, exactly. It's it's six points. One with the extra four touchdown,
4: or two if you mm-hmm. do yep. Yeah, Who's not going to go for the extra point
1: in this day and age, especially with the draft happening right now? I know nothing about this sport, and it's awful, and it kills people. Mm. Everyone should stop watching (laughs) it. Play Vanquish instead.
0: (laughs) Sure. Oh, no, you're right.
1: It was two years ago, almost the day where Vanquish released on Steam. Oh,
0: wow. Cool, cool. Well, happy anniversary to Vanquish. Mm. Oh, let's move on to something that was on PC from day one.
3: Number two.
0: Daniels, get over here and write the Devil went down to Georgia.
4: <laughs> Fire on the mountain,
0: rumble, around. all right, be- dee before dee 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 dee. you can guess the game, can you guess the battle? Uh, and I'll just be up front, Matt, no. who's looking at the thing, it no. is a battle that is almost as ubiquitous as Hoth. Okay, uh, is it Allied Assault? It's not Allied it, Assault. It, no.
2: It's the Battle of Normandy, yes, right? Yes, it's, well, it's,
0: yeah, D-Day, Omaha Beach, um, Right. But this is this is the most recent it has to be Sonic Racers. Yes, it's Sonic Racers. <laughs> it's actually Sonic R for Sega Saturn. Um yes. you, yeah, talking <laughs> supersonic Normandy, uh-huh. yeah. a bunch of guys holding in their guts.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh is this a- a- Call of Duty. This is Call of Duty World War II. And I'll have you know, I was not looking at the answer. I was buying Vanquish for $5. You guys, You guys are influencers, baby! Damn! You always... always It's a
0: no-brainer. Just do it. Yeah.
1: Do it. Do it. You're going to want to rent that Sonic the Hedgehog movie six months from now. (laughs) Use that money to give Sega money for Vanquish. Yeah.
0: Um, so, read it
2: like I'm not going to buy that movie.
0: Um, Omaha Beach, or D-Day, like, has been done a bunch of times yeah. from a bunch of different angles. World War II is Call of Duty's second time approaching it, possibly third. At least second, yeah. Yeah, I, it was probably in yeah. the first game, I know for sure. It's in the second game, but it's like a, it's a different beach, I mm. think
1: you're... I know, but there's like, Call of Duty's second game is like their fourth game. It's fucking confusing. Mm.
0: Yeah, I guess there was Big Red One and a bunch of others. Yeah, but it, 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 but, but yeah, Call of, call of Duty Two's version is like rather than the the, the now familiar uh, tank emplacements and machine guns, you're you're running at like a sheer cliff face that you then have to climb up with a rope.
4: Right. Um,
0: but this Call of Duty World War Two uh, is the most recent of several iterations on D-Day, Battle of Normandy, uh, Omaha Beach, mm. whatever you want to call it. And uh, while I have reservations about that game as a whole. I think this is a very visually striking take on it. Hmm. Uh,
1: it's a re- it's a really good moment because mm-hmm. it doesn't present you with the idea that like uh, you see a ton of German soldiers having played. Wait, uh, which
5: one is this? World War Two? Oh, yeah. The recent one? <laughs> yeah,
4: last year. Two. It's years like ago? It, yeah. it
1: does. It, but it does play up the idea if you get out from cover and try and run up the beach, you're, you're fucking done. dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't fuck around because Call of Duty, dude. I could you used to be bullet sponges in those games, uh, and this doesn't play around. Yeah. Like if if you're not taking cover and doing what your sergeant yells at you, you're going to yeah. die.
0: Yeah, and and I think um, the main difference between this and some of the other iterations, other than like the very high gulf in in visual fidelity, is that uh, this one is really holding your hand more than the others like the others were like you get out of that boat everyone's dead and you're just running up the beach on your own until you rejoin your group this is like I'm your captain I'm gonna drag you around come on follow me get up Daniels no no I agree with you because like even when you get up the hill it
1: forces you like get in that bunker and destroy that man with family and friends and like you see people's faces when you throw fucking grenades in their face. Think about
0: his parents uh, getting a letter. Oh, jeez. <laughs>
1: but it, was, it, it, it is. It, fuck it. I, I love that. It, the, the striking tone that we we take World War Two with now. Mm-hmm. Now uh, now that, I don't know, either we've known someone from the greatest generation or we've lost all of them. Uh, it was a real war by people you were sort of, most Americans are sort of close to. And, and this opening level is the best thing about the game.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I want to say. I, I think the rest of it is. I want to say one of my grandfather's brothers stormed either Normandy or there was there was a couple beaches. I think that they they stormed there, but yeah, he was I mean, he was I in think that there body, were like yeah. five beaches. Yeah, yeah. So it yeah. It, it my grandfather
1: post-traum. stormed Norm MacDonald for <laughs> 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 Um
0: But as with most. Depictions of Normandy. This this borrows a lot from Saving Private Ryan. I was Ryan. just going to say they're, it, it, they're all copied. They, they all start with the uh the one of the those troop, landing boats, the troop transports. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, this is no exception. The U boats. No, they're not
4: U boats. Yeah, U boats are underwater. Fuck boats. off! I played battlefield <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. Twenty seconds.
3: Same plan. Get to the seawall. Copeland, James, James, get the bagload of the wire fast. Everybody ready. Here we go! Drop the ramp! There's no cover! That was an order, goddammit!
0: Drop it! We all want to die! Again, really effective use of sound.
3: Yeah. Count to three! Everyone
0: throw up into their helmets! (laughs) And I also think conquers <laughs> bed for day.
4: The only thing we didn't get there was the... Um, there's a lot of tropes from mm-hmm. Saving Private Ryan. There's, there's usually the... You get off the boat and you, there's an underwater sequence where you fall into the water yes. and then you hear the bullets this whizzing by you those, underwater. Yeah. yeah, there's usually a guy who loses a leg. Usually a guy holding his intestines, mm-hmm. walking around. Mm-hmm. Or thing, his, yeah.
1: or picking up his own arm. Mm-hmm. And again, I've said that on other podcasts. If you haven't seen the documentary Five Came Home, it's about... The uh, Hollywood directors like uh, uh, John Houston and uh, Frank Capra who shot World War 2 footage which a lot of people didn't see and Steven Spielberg did and I remember feeling like angry that like uh, you saw actual footage of this battle the Battle of Normandy and you put it in your movie but it is sort of beautiful not beautiful but like Striking that uh, Spielberg, the the opening of Saving Private Ryan isn't as exaggerated as you think it. He took those scenes from real shots from the Battle of Normandy, yeah. mm-hmm. and therefore every game afterwards where you think this is exaggerated and, and oh, otherworldly. No, no I, I don't think
0: no, it's exaggerated it at all. In fact, if, if I, anything, I think yeah. it's it's
4: much tamer. Than yeah, it is doesn't anything. capture the real mayhem of an actual mm-hmm. battlefield. Yeah, and, and actually, one of the first games probably to. Ripoff Saving Private Ryan wasn't a ripoff because it was a game produced by Spielberg. Yeah, the Spielberg. original Medal of Honor. Medal of Honor, yeah, yeah. So he's mm-hmm. kind of
0: which, due to hardware limitations, could not do D Day until Medal of Honor Allied, Allied Assault, Assault. Assault for yeah. PC. Yeah. And and yeah,
1: the only good Medal of Honor game.
0: <laughs> the, the others were it. good.
1: Well, the ones yeah, before, as long as good. you want to play one shooter a year, which was like all you were getting. Well, yeah,
0: it was it was the it was the mid to late nineties. We didn't know any better, man.
1: No, those games aren't good, and but but this is incredible. But because of Spielberg's input, but I've always I remember feeling mad at him after that. Just because it was horrifying to watch the real shit, but he did bother to watch the real shit, and all of that. Mm -hmm. The guy holding his his intestines and finding his arm; those are based on real shots of real people on that beach, and that did happen and uh, it's horrifying to think it absolutely about it. It's horrifying is. to think about putting people in those situations.
0: Yeah. Where you're just fucking charging up a beach in the open with no cover except these yeah. flimsy ass girder emplacements.
1: There's no cover, doesn't matter. This is what you're here for. Mm-hmm. Die die bravely. Yeah.
0: Throw yourself into these gnashing jaws. Um, but the uh, I this did cause me to actually look up what is a Bangalore because they they mention them in uh, I think in so, Private Ryan in, in a couple of should be other the capital games. of Maine. Ah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's Bangor. <laughs> but uh, a Bangalore is actually a, a a type of torpedo used by the Army Corps of Engineers to clear wire obstructions. So, right, yeah, that you're actually like sliding this pipe underneath this barbed wire and blowing a hole uh-huh. in it, and that's how you get up there. So, like, okay, that's
1: Tom Sizemore. Did that's that. good to know. Yes, and. Uh, and so I will also rename my orgy demon
0: uh, Bangalore. I'm, he's no longer the Bangalore. <laughs> Bangalore. That's my favorite Bond boy. Um, anyway, it's my, I, I have okay. another clip from when you when you make it past the wire.
3: Come on! It's ready! Attack! Let's go! go! Let's go! let oh, Push forward!
0: Just love that that ping of an M1 Garrett. and that that is something that, like, since that first Medal of Honor, that that's what put it in my head. That uh, thump
4: thump 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 ping. Well, I think that the reason this sequence is used so often, in addition to it just being a you know a famous battle in our history, is. It can it's also a technical showcase for any game right because you've got mm-hmm. water effects yep. you've got particle effects from the sand when the bullets are like hitting the sand you've got you can show a ton of characters on the screen at one time and so it's it's always like this I, I might even say this might be the first like when we talk about games with set pieces mm-hmm. like d-day Normandy might be the first set piece in any game I can really remember like
1: yeah mm. I, I think uh, yeah it lends an authenticity to whatever game it's mm-hmm. in. And from the perspective of an American soldier, when you're below the bank, uh, it's horrible for the American soldiers. And when, and when they get up the bank, it's... And games have used this to make you think about this, to their credit. It's a horrible depiction of what it's like to be a German. because It's just like, sit here and fire on everybody. Well, they're here now, but you're not leaving. <laughs> yeah. And you just gun down people in trenches really mad and people bad. running away. In almost every in almost every game that deals with this, and you throw you flamethrower bunkers and embankments and kill unarmed people as soon as you arrive up that mm-hmm. hill, and that's what it was like for the people who survived the atrocities that occurred in the
0: bank. Yep.
1: Sorry, am I might bring <laughs> it down. Didn't mean no, to. No, really. just really. Like, that's something I, to I did play this part. This is the, again this being the first game my father bought me since Jeopardy twenty fifth mm-hmm. anniversary edition <laughs> on the Nintendo. Wow. This is the first game he ever bought me, so I played the shit out of it.
0: Uh, Uh, well I think I I did want to say like with that that ping from the the M1 Garand going back to that like that is a gun that especially the early Medal of Honor taught me to almost revere it's like this thing is really accurate it's super reliable and that sound is great and then when Medal of Honor Airborne was going to come out they took us on a press Mm -hmm. junket where we got to go out into the desert outside LA and shoot a bunch of guns at a range like World War 2 guns And actually, picking up and firing an M1 Garin, it's like, okay, first off, this thing has a kick like a motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Second, Mm -hmm. it's super heavy. And just imagining, like, I'm going to run around with this, uh, clutched in my hands or strapped to my back, and this is going to be how I survive, and I have to point this big unwieldy thing around corners uh, to shoot at people. Mm -hmm. Like, this is... Terrifying
4: to contemplate. And try not to get sand in well, it because it'll jam mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. won't shoot at all. What would
1: you compare it to? Like the the Fallout seventy six Collector's Edition. How heavy is it? Just so people <laughs> out there know.
4: Well, I never
0: picked up the the seventy six Collector's Edition, but uh, I, I don't know, maybe ten fifteen. No, pounds? I know what you're it's... talking about
1: because guns yeah. guns don't feel real unless they are heavy.
0: Mm-hmm. But and then when you when and... you but but think about thinking about like I'm gonna. Run and march across half of Europe uh, carrying this this huge thing. It's it's yeah like, okay, I, I have a whole new respect for, for military Why do you think Captain
4: America is so jacked, bro?
0: Yeah, it's from carrying around a gun all the time, which he never <laughs> uses. I, I, I remember playing
1: Call of Duty World at War after... Didn't it come out after Modern Warfare, the first yes, Modern it Warfare? it did. D. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, like, it had the M1 gun, and it's just like, this is still more satisfying than all of these, like, Thirty clip, mm-hmm. mad recoil. Like this thing is hella accurate, yep. and like you you know exactly when you've hit somebody. They're al- they're dead in almost one hit. Yes, you have five shots, and you get that satisfying ping. Uh, I love I-, I loved that about Wom. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, Omaha Beach obviously a very striking battle, but yeah. I, I think in so far like even though this is like a very iconic battle, um, there is one series. That handles this kind of fight a little bit better, uh, which we'll jump into right now.
3: One. We came from all over the world. So many of us think in this world would be our right of passage, our great adventure. Let me tell you, it was no adventure.
0: Any guesses? No. So this is this is Battlefield One. Oh,
1: I have not played Battlefield oh, One. Oh. it is so
4: good.
0: It it has probably the best single player campaign. Yeah, because um, it, it has
4: like four uh, any Battlefield ever. but <laughs> yeah. it, well, it has like four. You you play as different yeah. characters. It, and they're, they're these mini campaigns, campaigns. Stories, yeah. and
0: and yeah, there there's like two scenes in this that we want to focus yeah. on. The first yeah. is it's called Storm of Steel, and it's the introductory yeah. mission where you fight as the Harlem Hellfighters and. I think out of all of these it is the closest to really approximating what you think World War 1 fighting is going to be where it's trench warfare and you're rushing out into no man's land and getting blown or shot the fuck up but it's really neat because you you're playing as a soldier just on the ground shooting dudes and then when you get killed you're you you don't respawn your perspective just shifts to another soldier yeah. and like like after you see your name and like 1898 to 1914 and that that's really striking. again, uh, uses a lot of there's a lot of clever use of sound to convince you that there's something much bigger going on. Here they come! Kind of dark and murky. There's a lot of explosions. Like explosions are not the cool trick to make you think that it's it's much bigger.
4: But and one of the tricks Battlefield One pulls is um, battle. Like World War One is considered by a lot of people to be like one of our last personal wars because so war technology had not advanced to such a thing mm-hmm. where you weren't doing, like, really long-distance bombings or anything like that. Like, everything you were doing, even if it was in a plane, you kind of had to get pretty close to uh, to kill somebody. Kinda. And, and, and Battlefield 1 shows that super- very well. Like, even in the tank scenes, you're not this all-powerful, badass tank. It's not like a Halo game where you get in that scorpion tank, and you're like, I can kill anything, and nothing can kill me. That the most terif- one of the most terrifying levels in that game are the tank scenes because you realize, like, oh, I am a target. I am just people want to I'm kill me this st- whole time.
1: Stuck in a tank, somebody could kick this thing yeah. to death <laughs> with me and all my friends inside. It's just of a
0: big it. slow bucket on treads. Yes. And, and again,
1: I, I'm not a huge history buff, uh, but if you haven't seen um, "They Shall Not Grow Old," the mm-hmm. uh, Peter yeah. Jackson movie that restores all the footage, like you're when right, it was, it was it an up expertly. close. It was, it was an up-close and personal war. It was disgusting, mm-hmm. like literally disgusting. Like, you never want to fight a war like yeah, that Yeah, they,
0: they described, like, trench raids. It's like, yeah, groups of six people would go through No Man's Land and jump into enemy trenches and just start killing dudes with axes and brass knuckles, and then they'd, like, take a couple of uh, prisoners and bring them back. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's miserable. It's horrible. And- like
1: just all, it, it smells like dysentery mm-hmm. and, like, uh, I don't know. Again, I'm not a historian, but the, the way Kurt Vonnegut described the war, I remember, like... Uh, the French didn't fight in World War II because they were dead <laughs> from World War One. They they, they, were yeah. <laughs> they were out of males.
3: Yeah,
1: they were out of males because so many people fucking died in this war, and it's so gross. And I, I, honestly, that's why I did, like I couldn't be excited for Battlefield One just because uh,
0: there's almost no heroism in it. It's just I don't know it's just it just raw well snob. I mean in the in the real war yes but again this is a video game and uh <laughs> sorry didn't mean to bring it there no no sorry. no. it's, it's fine uh, it's fine but uh but what I'm saying is like this this actually presents an idealized version of World War One but one of the stories is actually much more idealized than the others it's this one So this is... There's a really cute beagle on our tail! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit, we should have talked about the Snoopy and the Red Baron game. Uh, It's really good. It is, (laughs) it is. But uh, this is... um, So this mission
4: is Friends in High Places, I think? Uh, If it's the last one of that one, it's called Something Else. Oh, okay.
0: Well, the the thing is that you, you are playing as this... Uh, hustler who is uh, going to be court-martialed, right. and he like tells this this guy who's keeping him prisoner, like, "Come on, you gotta! If I'm going to die, I'm going to die up there while like the Germans are attacking London in zeppelins. Like, let's get a plane and go up there." And so you do, and you fly around, and it's this huge aerial combat mission with the fucking zeppelins and other planes just dogfighting. and so you do that for a while and then you crash into one of the zeppelins and you have to charge through it and take over the flat cannon and just scream your head off while you're shooting it Up enemy zeppelins, and I say it's uh, it's the most idealized version because mild spoilers for one of several campaigns in this game. Uh, this is all a story he's telling you, and uh, he kind of hints at, like, yeah, you know, they might you might hear a different story about a a criminal who uh, hustled and cheated his way across most of the western front and killed his buddy and uh, did a bunch of other things, but. No, nah, the, the version I'm telling you is the truth. I wouldn't lie yeah, the to the real it. version yeah. is
4: where I crash-landed a plane on a Zeppelin and then uh-huh. took over that Zeppelin's flag cannon <laughs> and shot that down happens. other planes and Zeppelins and then, <laughs> and then dove works. off that Zeppelin as it was exploding, uh-huh. because, yeah.
1: The most famous footage of a Zeppelin is that of it hitting a wire, uh, let alone a plane with a moving prop and filled with gasoline. Yeah. How do you land on a Zeppelin?
0: <sighs> Very carefully, I guess. <laughs> uh
4: yeah. <laughs> It's still very fun, mm. and the reason I told you, I was like, well, we have to include this level, because it is, when you are on that Zeppelin, you have planes whizzing by you, they're, they're shooting, you know, they're, like, strafing the Zeppelin, and so you, you feel like, at any second, you're like, I'm gonna get cut down by one of these enemy planes, and mm-hmm. it's just, it's super hectic, things are exploding around you, it's nuts, and if, yeah, it, you know, for a game, we were just, this lauding for its realism, it's not realistic at all. It's ridiculous, <laughs> but it's but it's it is toy. epic. I, it is very epic. I,
1: I wanted to give a um, conciliary award to like Wolfen the Wolfenstein series, yeah, because they they run right up against like recreating colossal battles with similar instances, but like they're not real battles, but like mm-hmm. they're all similar to games you played before that take place in Normandy and all.
0: Yeah, like that that first uh, level it, of uh, Wolfenstein: the, the New Order, where you're storming yeah. that fortress and fighting all the robot dogs in the trenches or, yeah mecha yeah. hitler i mean mm-hmm. we all know that's
4: yeah yeah but but again you're not life. fighting as many people as <laughs> that's this true.
1: like this this seems fucking yeah, nuts it's yeah. crazy they're all pretty and, nuts
4: and and you know this is our way of cheating too like getting a battlefield game in this list because the multiplayer of Battlefield, those games are designed around the yes. concept of you are a player on an, an enormous Battlefield. Even even if I don't think that series has
0: ever been as good as it was when you could uh, have a bunch of troops standing on the wings of planes while you're <laughs> flying them. Yeah, yeah.
1: It, it all it all does seem insane. Like, this is an epic battle with a ton of people. Like, I don't see anything for miles. Like, well, we gave you a car. Drive around. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: Maybe you'll find someone yeah. to shoot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, this was Battlefield, the original... One for PC was my first ever multiplayer college LAN party mm, thing. Nice. So yeah, it, it really does like it kind of scratches that. So I'm really glad it
4: is on this list, even though I've not played Battlefield really? One. Oh yet. man, it's Battlefield really One's very good. Yeah. Yeah. and the campaign I'm alone sure it's just cheap too. Yeah, and the campaign's worth it. It's 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 probably like Michael said, the best Battlefield campaign there is.
2: Yeah, yeah. I only think whenever I think of Battlefield One is that EA video where they had Snoop Dogg at that event, and he's like. Either no, it was Jamie Foxx who was really high. Oh, with, yeah. with, oh. with like, Zach Efron or whatever. Yeah, it was Zach Efron. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: but it wasn't Snoop Dogg.
2: No, but Snoop Dogg was there smoking a joint on EA's live stream while he's showing off the oh. like they're doing a Battlefield One match.
5: Yo, you got to get that purple hizzle.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shot
2: in a lot
1: of
5: dizzoodi. Oh,
0: but yeah, there are a bunch of other games we could have talked about. Um, kills. I, I have one okay.
1: that I thought. Because uh, I hated it. Sure. Uh, the end of Mass Effect. All right. Yeah. Uh, just there's there's a moment where like you're told going into this you're underpowered and you're probably going to die and I died repeatedly because it was the most en- the real enemies I've ever faced in a Mass Effect game. Uh, in the end of Mass Effect know. Three. Yeah.
2: I would also put on here, and I guess this is kind of I I it, I guess this would be spoiler territory, but the the one of the last battles in Kingdom Hearts three, really, um, because you you fight a so many shit. Dumbos. Well, you fight a shit ton of Heartless, <laughs> like, and I mean, and throughout the game you're fighting like these spiral of Heartless. But in this last fight, like you fight a like it's so many Heartless and um, and nobodies before lingering will comes out and saves the day. There's a whole lot that goes on that last three hours of that <laughs>
0: game. But I, I think I think one of the key things is like it, this should be something where you also have a lot of people on your side. So like right. the witch, the sure. prologue of sure, sure. The Witcher two is a good mm-hmm. example uh, where you're, you're you're just joining a siege of a castle and you have to fight your way through. Also, uh, I know someone out there is probably going to have an embolism if I don't mention Mountain Blade, Mount and Blade, which is I a series think- that lets you basically amass your own private army and use it to lay siege to castles. Yeah. Although that, that's kind of slow-moving, and it's like, yeah, I could see how this would be really fun, but it's not that much fun to watch. Or we talked about any of several Musou games that yeah, uh, yeah. work for this. Although those are just like, here's a huge mob of enemies, go hit them with your spear, yeah. make them go, go flying. Yeah, uh, Killzone 2 and 3 do this pretty well. Lots of them. Lots of them.
4: But uh, anyway... Uh, oh, the one I, I told you about, sure. Just Cause 3. The end of Just Cause 3 where oh. you, you've you been fighting for these rebel fighters the entire game, and then finally toward the end, the climax is they build up in a firepower to fight the dictator. And so that's mm-hmm. an open world game where... <laughs> It's it's hilarious because you're like wingsuiting from place to place, and as you look around you, there's all these skirmishes of the rebels fighting the dictator, and you're just surround. You're in a war zone, and it's it's awesome that way. So. Kind of makes
0: me think of the uh, the riot sequence from uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Yeah, it's just yeah. like
1: that was fucking hilarious. Holi- Los Santos so is
0: just exploding, and all these people running around doing a violence. <laughs> doing violence.
1: They had to model TVs just <laughs> so they could be stolen.
0: Yeah. but anyway, yes, that's our top five big epic battles. Hope you enjoyed it. At this point, we're going to take a little break and when we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases and news some other stuff, so stay tuned! Come on now, race! Everybody!
1: get scratching
5: would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the laser time crew then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com lasertime it supports not only this show but all the rest of the laser time network you'll get commentaries play games with the hosts see exclusive videos first and receive an uncut weekly ad free podcast bonus time speaking of which here's a quick taste. <laughs>
0: But I just like sometimes I go like, man, you know, if I just fixed one pothole, I would have done more for my community than thirteen years of reporting on video games. I've done for them. You yeah,
1: know? you feel that way, but it's also like the little, you're, you are part of a of a system of little things that do give people joy. But the only but the parts of it you so. primarily see are the parts that give them an identity, which makes people
3: mad.
0: Yeah. That, what?
1: Tyler, well, I'm I'm heard. eleven years of podcasting every week.
0: Yeah of mainly of, of getting a little bit of praise and getting a lot of people who hate you. Like it does, it does take a little bit of a toll. I'll say
3: Yeah.
0: Well, I've, I've changed as a person because of the overwhelmingly negative feedback. All, all of our work gets. Yeah. And that's why I'm in therapy. So yeah, I
1: think, I think you, you changed something, something in you got hurt or broke. During a big event that happened, and I saw it. I think that I think
0: that had a, a more. But it also. But, but
1: it happened to me too. But you were more directly involved.
0: Yeah, I think this, I think I brushed off the effect of that. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, I don't know. Google my name. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Get bonus time—a weekly, uncensored, and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just five dollars on patreoncom lasertime.
0: And welcome back to our final segment, where we will not palaver, prevaricate, or blabber as we get into that segment that is known widely. Michael, and could you define as... prevaricate
4: for me? I don't know the exact definition of it. I have doesn't mean why. I I don't know. I feel like we should get
0: into this for a while and yeah. not play this sound effect. I looked it up. It's to blow a bear. <laughs> Um, that's my uh, favorite place in the mall the blow a bear workshop uh,
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's where that's the the future liberals want yeah. Yeah. he uh, puts the stuffing in you I we mean, call uh, him Teddy Sucksman oh
0: <laughs> well, is it a literal bear or just a very hairy gay man <laughs> uh, I don't
1: it's not really important to me as long as it, I'm blowing you, something. You're right. It doesn't matter. Hair on it.
0: It's just skin, man. Skin and fur. It is. Um, I
1: have a shining fetish. It's my thing. <laughs> and
0: <laughs> uh- <laughs> 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 Laughing but, but, at
1: myself. I hope you've seen 70s movies. Listeners.
0: Yeah, but shouldn't the bear be blowing in that case? Anyway, uh, Days Gone is uh is wonderful. I, I don't know, but wonderful. It's, it's, I've been really enjoying it. I've been playing it for several hours. Uh, it is the open-world biker fantasy that I was hoping for, um, with a bunch of post-apocalyptic zombie fighting mixed in. It feels a lot like State of Decay, if in State of Decay, instead of base building, you had a bike that you were s- totally dependent on for everything. It's, it's your only form of transportation. Uh, you have to be close to it to, to uh, quick save. And it's uh, a big part of the game is is upgrading it, hmm. um, and uh, but it's also more story focused than uh, State of Decay was in, in that uh, you you have a main character who is kind of weird to listen to. Honestly, I'm not I'm not slamming the game, but like uh, the main character Deacon St. John just talks to himself a lot like just muttering to himself I'm gonna go into this bandit camp and I'm gonna sneak around and oh I killed you don't don't like being shot uh, don't like fighting someone who can shoot back do you Uh, uh, and he's like he'll he'll yell at the radio and uh, he'll he'll talk to people like hey uh, Deacon you want to go up and kill this thing oh yeah I I guess I'll uh, I guess I'll go do that boozer Uh, I just got to do this other thing first but like Boozer, is he talking to, like, a Fraggle? No, his best friend is another biker <laughs> named Boozer. <but> no,
1: he's <laughs> talking in a Strangers with Candy speech. That's my friend Boozer, User, and Loser.
0: We stole the but, TV. But, it, it, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I never thought about this, but, like, hearing more naturalistic dialogue from a video game character is a little
4: jarring. Right.
0: But uh, no, I, I, I know that the game has been getting middling reviews. I uh, really love it so far. I think the, the landscape is a blast to explore. Um, and I've kind of been like, uh, I know that the main storyline is a little threadbare. I've been mostly ignoring it and just kind of tooling around, doing like all the the fun open world stuff. But you're like,
4: like me; you like you like doing all the fun side stuff in open yeah. worlds. And yeah. I, I heard that this game is very good at that. And, like, and
0: stuff will pop up constantly. Like yeah. you'll be going to do one mission, and then you like get a call. and It's like, oh, we found these these uh, drifters, these bandits over here. Uh, look, look for the smoke and go kill them. And then like you get into like these Far Cry style outpost things where you can sneak around and like stealth hunt. Dudes
4: and uh, I, I just remember the first thing that really showed off about this game, and this was a, a few E3s ago because this is a Sony uh, first-party game. It was the World War Z like just flood of zombies. Yeah. like you were just yeah, mowing down. Yeah, mowing down zombies. Yeah. How much of that's in the game?
0: Um, there there is a certain amount. A lot of the time, you'll you'll be facing off against like small handfuls of zombies that are fairly survivable. They can take quite a few shots, but then. Uh, every so often, like, each region of the map has a certain number of, like... Uh, well, they're called Freakers, first off. They're not zombies. Uh, so they're they're like fast zombies, but um, each region of the map has a certain number of Freaker swarms. They're like these huge crowds that when they go by, like, unless you have some serious firepower, and you will be low on ammo a lot in this, uh, it's a better idea to just run away or stay hidden. Um, but, like... I, I've seen them a couple of times pop up, and each time I just think about, like, okay, I've got this pipe bomb and these molotovs, and I could just lob it in the middle, and maybe like throw out a noisemaker trap to gather them all in one place so they stay still. And uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's a certain amount of that, um, but mostly it's the the landscape is very very open. Um, you are it, it, it's like set in uh, foresty rural Oregon somewhere, and so. You know, there's there's a lot of mountains. There's a lot of uh, there's like militia
1: people. Yes, it. yes,
0: actually, yes. Uh, so you start out. There are these like two main camps that you're doing jobs for as like a mercenary, and uh, one of them is run by this guy named Copeland, who's like a total Alex Jones conspiracy dude. And like one of the first things you do for him is restore a radio antenna that he was using, and then he just starts broadcasting like. Oh, the feds abandoned us, and now the graves are full... The cemeteries are full of patriots who trusted the government. The gay frogs are coming to take yeah, your guns. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm like... Stuart
4: Copeland. I used to be the drummer for the police, but I've been in America for many years <laughs> yeah. now.
0: I fuck Sting. They tried to use mass shootings as an excuse to take away your guns. Well, who survived? The patriotism was perfect until the goblins came.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> but... This is all real shit this asshole has said yeah yeah i know but like he'll he'll do a broadcast and then deacon will like yell at him he's like yeah fuck you copeland yeah you're not full of patriots they're full of
4: freakers <laughs> were you telling me like um deacon sounds like wasn't there an snl skit of a guy who doesn't have an internal monologue yeah well <laughs> it's, it's kind
0: of like you're hearing his internal monologue but he's saying all these things out loud <laughs> So I don't know. It's well, the SNL. It was actually Austin Powers. Austin that, Powers. I think.
4: That's right. Yeah, when he becomes unfrozen
0: and has no internal that's monologue. Right.
4: They're, they're they're hard to distinguish. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. Hey, Mike Myers. Was yeah. Imbo. Austin Powers. He's the man. So, so days gone though. Yeah, like you said, middling reviews from a lot of people. But it looks like you were well, you well, kind of very, came very varying reviews.
1: Like uh, yeah. it sounds like one of those games. That, like you're you're playing it the way you want to play it and having yeah. a good time, yeah. but then like a bunch, like how do we review this
0: the, I think right. the middling reviews are from uh, bigger outlets, and that uh, accounts for a lot of the weight. Because if you look at like the number of the number of positive reviews are higher than the number of middling reviews,
4: mm. much higher than the number of negative ones. Would you say maybe you know the bigger outlets? They got to play through these games a little faster, and so they're probably mainlining them. I mean, I, I don't like And You're like having to... fun with the side stuff, so
1: Michael doesn't like to speculate on that. But I'll say, as someone who reviewed games, the longer it is, the angrier I
0: am. <laughs> Well, I will say, as someone who had to mainline Assassin's Creed Four in two days to review it for Oof. oxm, uh, I still loved that game. I did not hate right. it. so i don't I don't think that's a reason, okay. I, and I think that's a little reductive to uh, to ascribe that to reviewers, but um, yeah. not me. I mean, I would, I would say like. <laughs> so I
2: look at somebody like uh, I Gerard remember Khalil. the Destiny reviews, and everyone well, was wrong. <laughs> well, I remember like Jar Cleal is a completionist. Like he plays games complete, and I, th- I think he got this actually for a review, and he completed it, and he had Michael's reaction. Like he said originally, and I think a lot of people like that first. Apparently, the first slog is like is like really long, and and can be kind of uninteresting. But he said like after he the game opened up for him. Mm-hmm. Like, he loved it. Yeah. And this is a guy who, like, not only does he play a game, like, he like he has to complete a game. And, like, usually, like, 16, you know, 48 hours, like, he runs it through really fast. So I think it's, I think it's if you don't, if you look at it very narrowly, like, if you're just trying to get a fo- story focus, maybe, like, you're just, mm-hmm. like, it's not really jobbing well, with you, and I guess.
0: there's certain parts, like, you get a lot of uh, flashbacks to, like, how Deacon met his wife, especially early on. And I kind of got the sense it's, like, I feel like this was supposed to be a separate playable segment, but they didn't have time to finish it the way they wanted to, so it's just presented as a series of cutscenes that you would have gotten at certain points in these levels. Now, is that where that f- fabulous ride comment came from? Oh, well, that is in one of the flashbacks. I haven't made it to that point yet, but uh, okay. as as friend of the show Michael H. Williams pointed out on uh, in US Gamer, That line is actually a reference to something you will see later in the game, where uh, they get engaged, and she's like, "Well, just so long as you promise me, we don't have one of those biker weddings where you say uh, you'll promise to ride, where I say you'll promise to ride me as much as you ride your bike," and and then they actually, she actually does say that as a joke in in their wedding, but I think people seized on that and
4: uh, right, yeah. Well, out of context, and and it came from Sons
0: of Anarchy
4: anyway. Well, that's that's the thing. Is this game to me looks like a Sons of Anarchy game that just came out a few years late. Sons early. of Anarchy in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, it meets sure. the Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, the freaker. I
2: know. It's a, it, Please, it, to me, it looks play. like good. The, the
1: Lost and Reviewed. <laughs> it, it looks <laughs> to me,
2: it looks like a really good version of um, Road to Redemption. When was that shitty game? Yeah, um, I know. What you're Ride to, to Hell. You know? it, isn't yeah, it Ride to Hell Road to Redemption or whatever. Yeah, well,
0: it's it's kind of what I was hoping for from from that game.
1: I, I can't wait to play it. I'm, I, yeah. it's interesting to hear because like and full disclosure,
0: you guys are getting free copies from Sony. I what? bought it. What? Check so, under our <laughs> chair. What? <yeah.
3: laughs> we all get free copies. Woo!
0: Thanks, Oprah. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, it's a uh, and and you know I, I I bring up State of Decay again. Like, there's a lot of it. Kind of has that uh, State of Decay slash Far Cry Five thing, where like all the buildings are things that you can go explore inside. There's there's a bunch of safes and treasures to See, unlock. Like I love every, that shit. Every car that's stalled out on the road is basically a treasure chest oh. that can yield, like, a silencer for your pistol yeah. or or scrap that you can use to repair your bike, and you will have to repair your bike constantly and refuel it. Mm-hmm. And and early on, you have a really shitty gas tank,
4: and uh, so you can't go very far. But that's, like, one of the first things you'll want to upgrade. See, but I love that shit. Like, as a guy who, like... Always has his inventory too full in Fallout games Mm -hmm. like the first upgrade I always buy is that one where you get extra carry capacity like I love just going through and I love this about State of Decay is yeah you're basically just kind of going in there and hoarding things you know (laughs) and, and, and looting and ransacking houses and getting crafting materials. This sounds a lot more survival-y than I thought it was, because it, it really everything survival-y. they had shown looked really action-y, but you're saying, like, actually, you don't get many bullets or anything like that. It's, yeah, you're, well,
0: you you do, but then you use them up a lot. Mm. Um, you you kind of have to be quiet, because it's very easy to be overwhelmed. Uh, you can... Like, I've, I've run into so many bear traps, uh, but you can find and, and reset traps wherever you want but th- then there are certain moments that like will will tie you to an area for story reasons like i i kind of thought like okay i at this town i found this kid who's who's holed up in this house and now i have to bring my bike ha- or my bike is parked on the other side of town uh, after i just fought a bunch of creepy ass cultists now i have to fight my way back there and okay now i'm within range of my bike and we can run away, but shit, a, a huge zombie bear just loped into view, and now I have to fight this thing, and I was like, okay, I can just get on the bike and ride out of here, but no, you can't. You can't interact with the bike until the zombie bear is dead for story reasons. So that was a little unexpected, but um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of... You can use the environment to your advantage. You can climb up onto a second uh, story, for example, in a building and snipe at the zombie bear uh, if you have the right crossbow or sniper rifle um, yeah it's uh, it's really cool so I recommend it um, you might actually recommend
4: Box Boy and Box Girl Matt. I do quite yeah so this is a game I purchased because it's only $10 uh, on the Switch on eShop $10? It's, it, it, I, I mean if you've played a previous Box Boy game you know exactly what you're yes. getting with this mm-hmm. uh, this is more Box Boy and to me that's more of a good thing I love the Box Boy games how does it compare to the last 3DS game <laughs> Um, it's about on par so far. I'm I'm not hmm. too far into it. Oh, wait,
1: wait, f- it's not a collection.
4: No, this this is an all new game, all new okay. levels. Okay,
1: so I did know that because I I I, I kind of tire these games pretty quickly. But I, I've always. They've always been like
4: a dollar ninety nine and like fun as right. fuck. Well, that's Ooh. the thing is is you can tire of them quickly, but they never overstay their welcome because they're not they're not super long. Yeah. Although I think this one's touting it had like three hundred levels or something. It's so, saying so. Like, these
0: are these are puzzle platformers. You're yeah. a you're a small box creature that can turn into a Tetris block.
4: Basically. Yeah, you you can use well each level. Um, you, you're yeah, it's a puzzle platformer where each level it tells you. Um, there's a rule saying how many boxes you can turn yourself into. Like, a, It can be a tetramino, which would have four yeah. boxes. So you're, or,
0: you're stretching yourself out into multiple into boxes. Mu- into different yeah.
4: directions, mm-hmm. and um, usually the goal is to try to get from one side of the level to the next while collecting things. And where the puzzling really comes in, um, and when you start to kind of understand and play the game at a higher level, you're trying to do that with using as few number of boxes as possible. Because mm-hmm. when, when you extend yourself as a box you can actually like lay down boxes to use them as platforms you know Mm -hmm. or you can just straight up extend yourself and they have this thing called the hooking action where you you can kind of get yourself up to a platform just by putting a piece of your body there and then sucking the rest of you back in you know Mm -hmm. like a caterpillar or something like that and so yeah yeah so the the trick there is like you really want to get the most stars out of a level because the loop of this game is really you're collecting metals and stars and and going back to the shop and unlocking cool stuff so you can unlock little little costumes and stuff to dress up your character. You can unlock um, comics and you can unlock like background music and stuff. And it's just really pleasant game. Uh, the graphics are really simplistic, um, but it's it's really fun. Uh, I highly recommend playing any of the box boy games, and this new one is just more of a very good thing. So I, I think if you like puzzle platformers, you will like this game, and it's ten bucks. Just give it a shot. And uh, Final Fantasy Twelve is that on Switch? Uh, it came to Switch and Xbox. I think that had been exclusive to PS4. The, this is the remake. <laughs> what a guess. Yes, the Zodiac
2: <laughs> Age. Hey, that, that remake was a I really know, good I know, I know,
1: I know, I know. It's just like, why would Sony lock that to an exclusive? Like, th- that was a hard sell when it was a new game.
0: Well, it was a huge exclusive on PS2, if you'll right. recall.
1: I mean, in that every yeah. Final Fantasy was an exclusive PS2 game. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean it was it's really great. Uh I love Final Fantasy twelve. I love I love Ev- Evil Ants and I love just like game set in there. They're always mm-hmm. fun. Um so yeah, Final Fantasy Twelve is a good game. Is this the last one or are they still winning on ten?
4: For the switch. Oh, for the remakes? I thought 10 yeah, had the switch. Maybe not. I think 10's already out. I don't
1: know. I remember. Wasn't there a, a giant announcement of 75 Final Fantasy games coming to Switch?
2: Well, they had 7, seven, seven 9, and 12 are out. I think 10 10, 10, 10, 2 are out.
4: Yeah, they are out. They are out. Because I saw. I think Cat Bailey was talking about them. So. Yeah, so
2: all the good Final Fantasies are now on Switch. So you don't have to worry about Final Fantasy. You didn't Final mention
4: 8, <laughs> motherfucker. No, I, I you said didn't mention all the good best Final Fantasies. Fantasy. Oh, look uh, what he did! I know, I called him out. I know. I know. know. I know why he did. Fantasy I need...
0: eleven, you cowards!
4: <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Please, Please don't. don't. <laughs> we have fourteen. Yeah, none <laughs> of you
1: assholes want to talk about thirteen-two. Uh, thirteen-two
0: <laughs> is a good game. What about Lightning's? That's that lighting... was thirteen-two. No, that was no, 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 no. no. thirteen-three. Oh, thirteen-three.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Lightning's revenge or return or whatever it was. How do they
4: alphabetize the These one things. where
0: she was like posing with Louis Vuitton bags and ads? How do you not call well, it- that
4: lightning strikes twice? Come
0: on, right? come on.
2: Well, like come I said, on. what Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy thirteen two had the Mass Effect DLC. Or was it Dragon Age DLC? Hmm. One of those games DLC. It's it's so weird and dumb.
0: Well, that that was also like thirteen. Two was like the more conventional Final Fantasy game with like an open land world map that you can explore, right? Well, until the end of the game, would it be
2: like it's the reverse of Final Fantasy thirteen, which where, like, fifteen the the game
4: is the yeah, reverse of thirteen as well. Wow, yeah. here, here, here's yeah. this huge open world. Uh, not for the last few missions. We're just gonna put you on rails. Mm-hmm. Ugh. And take all your powers away. It'll because be fine. Because one of you assholes yeah. would complain about story for real. <laughs> like you got to be led down a funnel to hear a story. Jesus. But I, so so TL, you played the Zodiac. You you played the remake on another platform. Then you played the Zodiac Age version of Twelve. Yes. So, yes. So so uh, this is the definitive way to play Twelve, though, right? If you've never played Twelve, you would say Zodiac Age is, is the way to do it. Yeah,
2: I, I think the Zodiac. I think a lot of stuff that they updated um, for the Zodiac Age. Like worked really well. I like 12 a lot. I like base 12. Uh, I think the gamut system is really good. Um, Thank you, so yeah, I, If you, like I said, if you, like you can pick it up on Switch, if you never played 12, this would probably be the best way of playing Final Fantasy 12. Hmm. Uh, I would I would highly recommend that.
4: Alright. Nice. Uh,
0: well, I, 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 we don't normally um, call out DLC on here, but uh, there are a couple of Uh, releases from my employer Ubisoft that I do want to name check. Uh, Starlink is getting not only a PC version but also a... uh A huge free update called Crimson Moon, which adds a new planet to explore and new quest lines. The Switch version is also getting uh, new Star Fox content with new missions where you're hunting Star Wolf. You can now play as Slippy, Peppy, and Falco. And uh, that's like. Yeah, that's paid content. And then they are also adding new paid ships, pilots, and weapons. And. For Honor is getting a new hero called the Hitokiri, and I'm just bringing up For Honor because that was another thing that we could have brought up in the previous segment, because it has some really big, epic battle set pieces in its campaign. True. Um, anyway, uh, let's just jump ahead to...
4: Oh boy, that Sonic fucking trailer is really something, huh?
1: <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I have the best story, okay. by the way. Uh, on, on bonus time, maybe next week, you're going to hear the story about the worst date ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm, ta- I, I'm talking to a girl I don't know very well, and we got we met each other at a bar because I'm talking about uh, she's going to go see Endgame, and she's interested in Game of Thrones i've read everything (laughs) both those things are based on i don't know i have a lot of opinions and 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 she's like are you a nerd and like i'm just like what does that even mean anymore nerd is such a pejorative term and she and she just said out loud before this trailer dropped what did you think of the sonic the hedgehog movie and like i was stunned like Oh, that's a really good barometer.
0: <laughs> I have a why do I have so many opinions about the Sonic the Hedgehog? She's movie? testing the waters. <laughs> she wants you to say, like, I thought Sonic was really hot, so she can also say, like, yes, I also <laughs> want to fuck the Hedgehog.
1: Like, I, I can't believe it. In one second she got me to admit, like, whatever you think a nerd is, I guess I'm that. Because I have a ton <laughs> of opinions on the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Why? Uh,
2: it's a movie am I gonna see it? Probably <laughs> But I'm living about it. Are you though? Okay, so let me be a devil's advocate on here, real quick. It looks terrible, and his design looks bad. However, the story line that they're going with is not too far off from Sonic Adventure. This is Sonic Adventure, mm. Sonic X. Hey, like hey, this hey, is.
1: Hey, 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 TL, yeah. TL, TL, buddy. That's not a good thing.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. See, <laughs> that was a terrible story. <laughs> for older, for older Sonic fans, you're right. However, there's a generation of kids who grew Uh, up with the Sonic Adventure games. There you
1: have it. No, no. I'm not validating your Space Jam (laughs) beliefs
4: that everything you saw on HBO is good. That's not happening. But this is the point that that I was going to make, TL, is, hey, hey, old Sonic fan, this movie's not for you! I'm not an old Sonic fan! (laughs) What I
0: am is a design fan. I thought IGN's Brian Altano had a pretty good editorial about that. He was talking about that he, like... Saw it and like immediately was like making a Photoshop where uh, it's like that scene where Sonic is surrounded by missiles and like Sonic, when the reviews come in and he just like put Rotten Tomatoes splats over all the missiles and then he's he posts it and is like, wait a second. Why the fuck do I care? I'm a 40 year old man. This isn't for me.
1: Oh no, that is true. Like I have no problem with it being. You want to know my first real take? I don't know. Everybody else talk. Actually, I yeah.
0: have a I have a prediction about it because it shows us that that young version of Jim Carrey is Robotnik, but then also in the trailer he is bald with a huge mustache. And I think that is going to be from the end of the movie. He is, like, Sonic is going to go back to Mobius or whatever they're calling his home planet, and Jim Carrey's going to follow him, and he's going to become his nemesis. And it's like, oh, it sets up the whole series. How about
4: that? Yeah, this is an origin story for Mm -hmm. Eggman.
2: Yeah, here's my thing about it. I, I don't like the argument of it's not for you, because I think you can do something that's not for adult and still make it good Detective Pikachu mm-hmm. those right. trailers period nothing, <laughs> <Detective> <laughs> nothing. I'm so excited for that fucking
1: movie I played two and a half Pokemon games that shit looks amazing and brings me to tears every time I see a trailer mm-hmm. I can't right. wait to see Detective Pikachu I,
0: I don't know if you right. can argue that isn't for adults because there's like all the scenes with Ryan Reynolds going like, oh let me talk about prostate cancer wait, did you just say Detective yeah. T-
4: Pikachu brings you to Rabbit. tears when you see the trailer you <laughs> are We're a weird. nerd dude
3: like what <laughs>
2: You're no, not I, I, I but I, I mean I am an I come on, it's easy. But like this the thing is like it's just nothing about this feels like a Sonic thing, but also it just it just seems like what Sonic the thing. biggest the biggest <laughs> thing oh well, I mean, the biggest thing that like it just well that like, Detective Pikachu <laughs> it lives in the world of Pokemon, right? It's a it's a movie and you don't have to be a Pokemon fan to enjoy it, but it it gives a reference It's fucking Toontown for,
1: for Pokemon.
2: <laughs>
3: Right. No one's it, telling
1: you the
2: origin or where or what where, what Sonic's
1: parents felt like or how did he get here, right. uh, and, and this movie's gonna have to deal with that.
2: This movie seemed like it's a 1990s movie that's shot in 2019, and that's my biggest gripe about
0: it. It's like, not a 1990s movie. It's the Smurfs movie.
4: Yeah. Let me clarify I what I guess. meant by when I say it's not for you. So I I agree with you guys that I'm actually. I don't think that kids' entertainment should be dumbed down. Like that's one of the reasons I love Disney movies. Is is you know Pixar movies are, are really good at catering to entertainment. You on multiple seen that levels. Frozen
1: two trailer? It looks all about yeah. failure and
0: fault, right? But and what I what on I, the I am other hand, saying, kids probably gonna love the shit out of. But this.
4: what I am saying when, when I make that point is, people one of the reasons people are so pissed off is they have an expectation of what Sonic is to them, and that includes the design and everything like that, right? And so what I'm saying is they you can't expect them to make the Sonic that you knew and grew up with and love and and for it to be kind of just a copy of that like that's where I, when I'm like this is for kids kids maybe this is going to be some kids first exposure to the Sonic character and then they'll go play the games I'm, I'm not saying the movie is going to be good it the looks, important looks thing looks to really remember bad. is that
0: studio executives are always right and their notes should always be followed to the letter
4: <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing Matt's <laughs> rolling his eyes I, so me. no <laughs> I, I had a tweet where I basically said it almost feels like and this is a guy who worked at a studio Hollywood has a superiority complex. We know that. Like Hollywood yeah. thinks it's the shit and the the finest entertainment in the world. Sometimes I think that they purposely tank video game adaptations to prove how awesome mm. they are and how shit games are. But then Diana conspiracy. pointed out Diana pointed out to me she goes, "This is a 90 million dollar movie. That would yeah. be a very expensive tanking if that was the case." Yeah. What it actually is more of is and this is very true. Um, hollywood types like to give notes mm-hmm. and they always have to put their little stamp on something and that's really what more teeth yeah yeah there's
0: some guy in the audience who's like yeah you see how small sonic's eyes are that's because i told them to do that
4: yeah
2: yeah i mean but there are things like i didn't realize neil Mc... until matt until you pointed out to me it's like wait that is fucking neil mcdonough fucking irish m bison oh fucking
4: neil, neil mcdonough, McDonough.
2: Yeah.
1: Fuck that dr point.
4: robotnik <laughs> yells at m bison in this trailer you get to see it's that.
0: Like, wow. <laughs> well,
4: they Weird. just gave Michael an
1: aneurysm. We're like,
4: yeah. like this is
0: doomed. I, I, I still have just uh, trauma from that friggin' movie. And he's not even Irish. He's not even Irish. He's American. Why was he doing an Irish accent to be M. Bison, who was raised in Thailand?
1: Because I'm from Shadaloo, see?
0: Yeah. That's how we do things. Arshashar in Thailand. His parents died before he was born, and he grew up on the mean streets of Thailand, so he has an Irish accent.
1: Why don't you be quiet about your opinions and take these bison bucks? Yeah,
0: why don't you shove yes, up
1: your
4: arse, Michael?
3: All
0: right, I will. I'll shove it up my arse. All right, hand it to me. I'll shove it up there.
2: You have Crush 40. You have all these, like, iconic like, rock, rock songs for Sonic that would have worked really well oh. for this. Super <laughs> Sonic go...
0: Racing. Come on. <laughs>
2: Sing it you with go? me. You go... you go with Gangster's Paradise? Gangsters, no. Paradise which, is, no. which by
4: <laughs> the way, <laughs> was from Paradise a, a movie about a school. <laughs> As Weird Al pointed out, no. They went with a parody of Amish Paradise, as we all know. That's what that track. I can't not was. think about it. <laughs> well, even
1: <laughs> Ezekiel thinks
4: that's my mind. <laughs> <laughs> didn't didn't I
0: read that like it's being? It was rewritten as Speedster's Paradise for this. Show or was that up. just somebody making a joke? I actually don't know now. No, no, I, I think like, The whole real. trailer.
1: I didn't know what version they were going to play until like they actually play the lyrics. It takes them like a, a minute and forty seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and my my big hot take about the movie. Uh, doesn't involve Sonic at all, even though I think Sonic's design is stupid and mm-hmm. dumb and just like Matt said, Hollywood thinking it knows better Like people want to see realism, we need to see his fur and teeth and his <laughs> eyes need to look real, and like there is nobody in the history of focus groups who have ever asked for that this is all wrong, mm-hmm. yeah. it looks bad it looks very bad just Ooh.
0: imagine those teeth chewing on the lip of a human princess <laughs> as she kisses him awake
1: <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but But I, I'm not saying it can't be an enjoyable movie, but like I'm telling you after someone I, I like I don't think I'm speaking uh from a minority here. I just saw Endgame. Did any of you see Endgame?
4: Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: So go and look at Sonic's trailer again. The whole movie is like on a road with trees. It like it's like this is what's left to compete with Disney mm. at this point. It, it, it's super This is the low-budget version of movies we're going to get from here on out. Bad, bad adaptations. Universe
4: setup. I thought you were going to point out what Dan Amrick pointed out on Twitter, which was, Endgame proves that if you treat the source material with respect and treat the fans with respect, you can Mm -hmm. come up with a truly special movie. And then I'm like, did you see the Sonic trailer? He's like, yeah, you got me on that one. That's. (laughs) But but like but seriously,
1: look at it. This looks like Atlanta the movie with a, a CG hedgehog in it, yeah. which is like Sonic's given you a variety of environments you can put him into. Uh, this looks really dumb, really bad and super low budget. Yeah. Seriously, go look at that trailer again.
2: I'm not kidding. Like it's all shot on an Atlanta
1: highway. But it's
4: ninety million dollar budget. It's still
2: not the worst Sonic thing ever created. Uh, that is Sonic Underground. Hmm. Um, and is that worse cartoon? worse than the 2006 the cart- game? Yes, yes, the cartoon. That's the, still the worst Sonic thing ever created. And you know what? This could be funny. So the thing is, everybody right. like everybody hates the design. It hates how it looks. And this was the same thing people made about Sonic Boom. And I'm on another podcast, standing for Sonic Boom. Sonic Boom is fucking great. The show. What podcast, not the Travis? Game. <laughs> not the game. Just
0: on podcasts in general. Motherfucker, uh, <laughs> you won't even
1: plug me even when I give you the opportunity. <laughs> no, Sonic Sonic Boom the
0: series is great. It's great. Sonic Boom the games, on the other hand. Let's not uh, talk about that We're not talking about really games. We're talking no, about It's, Sonic it's fun us. to throw shit at Sonic.
1: <laughs> I still think the movie could still be totally fun just because Jim Carrey is doing a really
4: Jim Carrey yeah. thing. That
1: looks mm-hmm. yes. So For So fun.
4: actually, he's... Chris Baker pointed out. He's doing 90s Jim Carrey. How long has it been since we had 90s Jim Carrey? Like, we should since sort of be 90s. excited for that. Yeah, he's he's basically doing Ace Ventura. Roughly 18 years. Yeah, so... 19. That could be funny. It,
1: it's still... I'll, I'm not ever going to get tired of yelling about Sonic's design. I don't even like the real fur in the Pokemon movie, but they still look like their characters instantly. Mm. I think you would have trouble saying, like... You would go to a third world country and, like, here's this movie... Is this Sonic? We promise it's Sonic. <laughs> we promise.
2: It, it, like, it looks dumb as shit. Also, can we stop Can we stop putting James Mars in the movies, please? No.
1: I don't no, know who posted stop. that picture of him. Like, his last three movies are him driving a CG character somewhere mm-hmm. in a kid's movie.
4: <laughs> well, that's Whether what someone's... It be Hop. Someone pointed oh, out that like Sonic can survive anything, and it's like, yeah, but James Marsden survived Hop, so he's fine. And
3: <laughs> yet okay, he's fine. he's
4: he's living
0: dangerously. He's going back to that uh, that terrible yeah. well. He survived Westworld or not?
3: <laughs> I don't
4: know. I don't recommend watching that show anymore.
3: Well. And, yeah,
4: um, it, it I don't know. Good, All I'm saying however. is, I don't know if I will pay to see the Sonic movie in theaters. But I know things I don't have to pay for. Sure, uh, the free PS Plus games for May, as well as the Xbox games with Gold, were announced. So on the Sony side, <laughs> you are going to get. You like that transition? Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen more complaints than this, this month's Xbox. Oh, man. Okay, so on the PS4 side, we get some good ones. We get s- Overcooked. One of the best games ever, best couch cop co-op oh. game ever, Do not try and play it online. It is a crucible for relationships, though. Like, if you Mm -hmm. want to find out if you and a girl, or if you and a significant other will actually last, play Overcooked together, because that will test your relationship. But, I mean, like, it's... We had to renegotiate how we talk to one another to play
1: Overcooked well. Yes. So we, we, like, ended up learning to communicate better, because... This
4: game's great. I love Overcooked. It's great. It's great. Um, The other one is What Remains of Edith Finch. Yes. Another really good game. Extremely good. So both worth it. On the Xbox side... Uh, so we get Marooners. I don't know what that is. Neither do I. Explain it. We get the Golf Club twenty nineteen. What's golf? Uh, uh yeah. Um we get EDF, Earth Defense Force. A in- ten out of ten in Antista's heart. Insect Armageddon. Oh. <laughs> that <laughs> was it's the, the golf club this year. And Comic Jumper. Here's the thing. Oh comic jumper. Oh man. Here's the thing though. On the Game Pass side, mm-hmm. we do get some really good games. We get Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus, Ooh, wow. Wargroove, ah. For the King, Surviving Mars, Tacoma... Black Desert, what The, the Surge, and Lego Batman. 3. I didn't even
0: know Wargrove was on Xbox. Yes, Damn. yes.
4: So Xbox, I just thing. think of it as a game pass. Game pass Yes, It's a really this is how good the world value. Work.
0: I can't, I can't stress that enough. Yeah.
4: So lots of good games coming for. I think if you do the preview game pass, they have like that thing. It's like a buck for the first three months or something like hmm. that. So
0: I remember Comic Jumper as being the game where people were like, "What the fuck is this?" It's like it's pretty good, but it also like. One of the first things you do is surf down a building on like a, a fembot's broken body, and there's like some really weird misogynistic undertones. It's overtone, from like too. ten
4: years ago. Yeah, like so was every. game. It's
0: very much a product of its time.
4: Yeah. Speaking of games that are products of their time, hmm. Earthworm Jim oh, is in development. Oh exclusive exclusive to the new Intellivision
0: Intellivision Amico yes.
1: which is I, I cannot believe I live in a world in 2019 where I saw Tommy Tallarico announce a game Tommy Tallarico announces the Amico Tommy
4: Tallarico, CEO of Intellivision He's not wow. just
1: dude it's a different world that guy composed the music he now owns the platform hmm.
4: Yeah but the, I mean the game is it's on. not just him it's it's uh, the original creator Doug Ten Nepal or whatever is is back. Tenaple. Tenaple. Ten apple. Ten. Ten Yeah. yeah Ten yeah. oh, apple. Notorious and, piece of shit beliefs. Doug Ten Apple. Uh, <laughs> products I I don't hate. Uh, and lots of other members of the original dev team are on board for this thing. No, so. but Tommy
1: Talrico owns the Intellivision thing.
4: Yeah, he's the CEO. I don't think he, I don't know if he owns it. But sorry, he's, sorry the he's, CEO.
1: The C- he's, he's the composer of Earthworm Jim's music, <laughs> and he's announcing the
4: exclusive as the owner, like the CEO yeah. of the console. Look, man, the world has gone topsy turvy. I used to watch Tommy talrico on G4 TV just like everybody else mm-hmm. we loved him yeah. on there
2: yeah I say what we need now is for uh grant kirkhope to come out and become the ceo of commodore
0: 64 <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah let's do that yeah bring back the amiga
4: Give compete me a, with the Amico. Give me another Viva Pinata game. I'm on board. It is. It's like it's like making David Wise the
1: the head of Sega Hardware. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, that thing. And here we are. I,
4: I remember.
0: I remember now seeing it like months ago when it was unveiled. But like, it's so strange to look at. Like the controllers look like a pair of iPods.
4: Yes, like yeah. classic wheel button iPods. But that was the Intellivision thing. It had yeah. that that multi directional controller. Mm-hmm. The good news is, you know, the Amico we we know has already been announced. It's going to cost somewhere between 150 and 180 bucks, and then the games themselves are only going to cost between three and eight dollars. So, so that is that that is, I don't know. Are you looking at that as the biggest
1: misconception in terms of old people not knowing what the fuck's going on? What, what purpose does this console serve? Well, we're going to have cheap games. Why wouldn't the Switch have cheap games?
3: Well, it already just, does. I don't know yeah. think.
2: Of- what was that
3: indie? My phone also that has cheap games. What was the that? Ouya? Ouya? The ouya.
2: The
0: Ouya. Yeah, yeah. Oh, where it oh is yeah.
2: All reminds the Ouya. A lot of like, this stuff. Every time you see it's an Ouya these. with
1: a, a name recognition for no one on like under forty. Hmm. It doesn't make any sense.
0: I mean, in television was even before my time. Yeah, and even I'm old as shit. over
4: forty. Yeah. In television, we were on the very tail end. Like the only way I played it is like I had a cousin. Have a hand-me-down version or something. Mm-hmm. It's, it, was, it was a very old console. It, it seems...
1: Re- I, I forgot this even existed until I read about it because I love Earthworm Jim so much, which I really do. Do you? Earthworm Jim is... Yeah, yes. yes. Does it hold yes. up? I mean, no.
3: <laughs> but no. It's,
1: no, but it's synonymous with, with one of the greatest times in my life. Mm. And, uh, and, and that game was a huge part of that. Mm. But no, it doesn't hold up at all. It's a bad Flash floaty game. It, it's not good. Well, None of them are.
4: Hmm. They true. are counting on your memories and your nostalgia for that but, original
0: but one. But though. the right. the <laughs> characters and the design were really fun. The the hell where like the uh, the music starts off as like Night on Bald Mountain and then like transitions into this easy listening Muzak Hold music is was really good. I love Evil no, the Cat. There,
1: there's so many things why I think those games are great, and I could write about it forever. But like it will not translate into a new good game.
4: I don't know the new Bubsy. I uh, never mind. The <laughs> less said the
2: better. What's the worst? That could
1: and, and and they're using the name Intellivision to
0: market it and like, I'm not that guy. I don't hmm. give a fuck about no. that.
1: I've never heard of that. Also, I've never heard of
0: Intellivision. Not the, what's the worst that could happen. What's the worst that could possibly happen? Oh, you're right. You're you are gotta work the shitty pun in Get there. Get out. Get out. I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's my show but yes. Probably, Look,
1: as someone who's railed at my
0: internet uh, stuff this forever. much
1: about the Flintstones, I got to come down on shit like earthworm Jim. I will not be responsible for that being translated for a new generation. It's not worth it.
2: Uh-huh. You know what they should do? They should just make more Hanna-Barbera cartoon shows. Stop it. Tri-
0: TL.
1: <laughs> oh. Unbelievable. You you have you have you have cartoon Stockholm syndrome. And we're going to give you an online therapy on a podcast. That
0: is point. a great title for a podcast, Hell Cartoon yeah. Stockholm Syndrome. Hell yeah. Do that.
4: Please. Um, what else is <laughs> going <laughs> on, this? Well, we're talking hardware with the Intellivision. Um, anyone want a new round of VR hardware? Yes. Because whether you want yeah. it or not, it's coming. Uh, yep. Valve announced the Index, which I would say is like the high end. That's It's going to cost 1000 Yeah, thousand. it's
0: fucking high end.
4: It's $1,000. It's more than the
0: Vive was when it came yes. out. Like. Well three years ago So here's
4: the thing, that this feels very much to me like a play of hey, if you like the Vive and want to upgrade, do this. They they even give Vive users an upgrade path because everything oh, everything on the index is compatible with Vive previous Vive software and the controllers. Well I and was everything. gonna say
0: like can I trade in my Vive for a discount?
4: No, but what you can do is mm. you can just buy the headset by itself for right. five hundred dollars. Oh, and the headset has some pretty impressive tech in there. It, it's got uh, a pair of fourteen forty by sixteen hundred uh, displays, Damn. running at one hundred and twenty hertz. They have an experimental one hundred and forty four hertz mode. So, I mean, crazy. The higher the numbers get with VR, folks, the better it is. Less chance of getting a headache, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I don't, don't want to get excited because because when we're
1: supposed to get excited when Valve decides well, to dig in here's the, the
0: thing. You should get excited because it's great for porn. Uh, sorry,
4: go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> And and Steam has a ton of that on there. <laughs> it has built-in True. headphones that are off the ear, which is they're they're saying they can do more of like a soundstage VR thing with mm. with the surround. Mm-hmm. With, it's not I don't know what they're
1: talking about, but but it, it is nice like. If you have a PSVR, like, those headphones get all over the place,
4: yeah. and it's really
1: difficult to set. It's 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 a pain in the ass. Yeah. I
4: hate it. I think it would also help one of the problems with VR I have is that you're so isolated once you get the, the thing over your eyes and if you have anything mm-hmm. in your ears. So having off-ear sound things would be great because then, like, you know, if, if Michael comes into the room and says something mm-hmm. to you, it's like, oh, I, I can hear someone talking to me. I love imagining you guys married. (laughs) (laughs) I just
1: thought of that as I said that. It really makes me happy.
4: Uh, So, and then the other thing, uh, the controllers have some really impressive tech. So they each controller features eighty-seven different sensors for detecting your finger and hand position uh, and your movement speed and all that stuff. So this is like. The high-end. Now, on the other side of things, Oculus, we'd already talked about, you know, we have the Rift S and the Quest. We got more details. So, those are both coming May 21st, and they both cost $400. And so, yeah. that's like, you know... Ste- which to choose. Yeah, and so, you know, the Quest is the wireless one, which the tech's not as impressive, but uh, it, you don't have to have any any other, anything with it. You just, it's, it's kind of like a... Mobile VR Plus, you know. And then there's the the Rift S, which is replacing the traditional Rift. And that's the one that does have the Rift controllers and all that stuff and is a little bit higher end. Hmm. So, I, I mean, that to me is the more... Ma- it's not one, mass one market. One connects to it's a PC, bucks. the other is standalone and right, wireless. Right, Quest is standalone. Yeah. Uh, and then the the S connects to the PC. So still, still at $400, you're not at mass market pricing yet, but it's way better than the $1,000 mark, right? Yeah. So I, I, I really think the index is that... Because the Vive itself was, hey, if you're into the high-end VR and want the best Mm -hmm. cutting-edge tech, that's what you go for this feels like their their replacement to that. I
0: I'm, I'm really curious to see reviews of the S in particular because like that that is actually what interests me the most is the just the wireless VR like go anywhere in the house. It's like the Well, oh, that's the
4: Quest. The Quest. The Quest? Yeah, the S is the one that connects to your PC. The Quest is the wireless uh, okay. one. Okay.
0: Well, then that's the one I'm interested in because uh, I think they did that before and it's like, well, this is like holding a
4: cell phone up to your eyes. Yeah, and that's the one that doesn't have any of the motion sensor things you install in your room It's just all built into the headset yes. And actually the S has the same tech So mm-hmm. they call it like inside out uh, Motion yeah. sensing Which
0: is the way it should be because those things are frankly a pain To set up and stay within range of
4: Yes
1: yeah. I mean even my PSVR like right I'm standing in front of the camera
3: mm-hmm.
1: Well we're going to decide your Beat Saber uh, Sword is a noodle
3: <laughs> okay we,
1: we, we can't <laughs> see this Why? Where else should I be? I don't I don't know like but I I'm more I'm so excited I'm so much more excited about VR I will never buy this ever. <laughs> yeah this
2: I mean it's I it, we're in a weird space cuz we're probably I mean, we're a year away from new consoles right so like this with all this new VR integration I as soon as something becomes packed in with VR, that's when we're completely. That's when the. That's when. That's when the market. That's when the flood, flood's going to like the floodgates are going to bust open. Like the PS5 comes with the PSVR 2.0, whatever, whatever they're going to call it, like packed in, regardless of the price point. I think that's what's going to be like. Oh well, then. That's gonna be the opening flight gauge for all I, of this.
0: I can't imagine that'll actually happen. No. That'll that would be like Xbox including it the Kinect for Kinect. With Xbox One.
3: Okay. No, no, but I, I really imagine didn't.
1: there will be a bundle because people as long as people know what it is. And and here's my weird hot take from the week. I bought my PSVR for two hundred dollars. Uh, with two uh, two move controllers and a camera and Skyrim. For two hundred dollars. I'm sure it was on sale, but at, at a Target. Uh, I went to try and buy my like My friend Aaron has always loved it, who you may have heard on, on a podcast. Uh, and I tried to buy him one this week, and it was the only thing I've seen that's gone up in retail value. Wow! It was minimum $340. i am like, Damn. I did not pay 340 for
0: this. Well, you I probably got it during a sale when they were trying to get yeah. it. I'm sure
1: I got it during a sale, but that's a huge difference two years later.
0: Yeah, that it's one
1: hundred and fifty dollars. So like VR, I think is sort of catching on, but like the price isn't dropping. But but like it, but Valve is a Valve getting involved is a big deal. Whatever it takes to drop the price, I don't give a fuck. Tyler might buy this, Tyler Wild, or he'll steal it from work. Mm-hmm. But either way, um, he's the audience for this. And if this gets adopted by more people, then more people are playing VR games, and we all can enjoy more VR games. Yep. Yeah, and VR gets cheaper and cheaper and cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. But right at, this is the first time I've noticed PSVR got more expensive. Seriously, since Christmas.
4: Dang. I think you might have bought yours though when they were doing the clearance, they were trying to get out like the version 1 of all the headsets. I didn't just... get the version mm. 1, I didn't. Oh, you got the new one. No, yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm. Like and, yeah, like and I, the much and I better know one. I
1: got it on a sale, but like that's a significant sale if right now by default with two games, it's 340. That's crazy. Mm.
0: Yeah, the two. In addition to allowing 4K pass through, uh, also cuts down on the screen door effect considerably. Okay. So, if you're gonna get it, get that one. Get that one for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. You, yeah. You can I, I, thought, I
1: thought I could get my buddy like a used PSVR for like 140 dollars, and like it is not obtainable. PSVR is not obtainable in a below 200 dollar.
0: It's obtainable anymore. for not around 200 dollars. Not even used. I, I don't know. I got I got like a a deals email saying like two hundred and twenty bucks.
4: Like okay. that's what I thought. Yeah. And,
1: and like, it, but it, it doesn't exist right now, which <laughs> means I, I guess
4: there's demand. Or I'll send you the link. No, they they sales of PSVR have been fine. I, yeah. I wouldn't call yeah. it smashing success, but they've been high enough to meet Sony's expectations. So yeah, yeah but but fine.
1: to 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 go to go lower means more VR is adopted. And I think I said it on last week's show. I. Look, I love new games and everything, but like, I am way more excited for stuff on VR. I am. Hmm. It, it, it's much more fun.
0: Hmm. Yeah. It's definitely improving. Even Labo VR... Uh, oh, that's no, a, that's I'm a not fucking a paying eighty dollars
4: for cardboard to stick a phone to well, my eye. You well, might you you get some it, unintended benefit from the Labo yeah. VR. Uh,
0: apparently, the uh, there are reports that the VR update for Breath of the Wild has Im- improved loading times by about like 27 percent, yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah, that
1: would really matter for Breath
4: of the Wild. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: Nintendo readdressed a game. That's crazy.
0: I
4: mm-hmm. really want to try out the Labo VR stuff on Zelda though. Just yeah, to I see do. I like. just don't want to. Pay I do bucks for the the whole
0: set like just just tell yeah. me the thing that lets me play Zelda
1: I'm positive you can download it and hold the switch to your face and it'll be exactly the same
4: probably it does it's very much like a Google Cardboard type
3: mm-hmm. thing so I, yeah. I bet
4: there, there's a third party solution for that probably which is why it's not real VR and we shouldn't even be talking about it well you know something else we shouldn't talk about otherwise we're just gonna get people mad you guys ready to get mad Mm-hmm. Epic Bot Psionics, the Rocket League dudes. Oh, curse. It's yes, fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's real fucked up. Because that, that is the um,
1: quintessential uh, multiplayer cross-platform game. It's synonymous mm. with that. And why would they buy it other than to lock it down?
4: But, uh, well, to, hold if, on. If
2: all, all, look, all Steam has to do is change their percentages, something that they will never do, and then, you know... Epic will let them. Oh, that's right! What a shitty response. <laughs> well, if Steam changes
1: percentage. We'll change our practices. And like, what? What are you talking about? This isn't. This isn't the game
4: of tag. Well, Let's give them the context. So, what you're referring to is is Epic. Uh, Tim Sweeney was out there with mm-hmm. uh, with a bunch of tweets saying, "Hey, we we hear you. We hear your feedback. You know, whenever Epic announces an exclusive, you guys don't like it." we wouldn't have to do this if Steam just changed its rev share to our rev share, which is you know basically the developers get to keep 88%. 12% to yeah, 30%. Yeah. Right, right. Um, right. So Sorry, or vice versa. We have developers, under the Epic model, they get 88%, and under the Steam model, they get roughly 70%. So, he, yeah, he, his whole thing is like, and if Steam does that, then we will back out. And I'm like, I don't think you will. You like, fucking why liar! That yeah. says
1: nothing to do with anything. You will never do that. Uh... This is all about you trying to beat Steam and, and then make them agree
4: to an impossible standard. So here's the thing, though. You talk about like Epic won't allow crossplay. Remember, Fortnite was the game that forced Sony's hand to do That's the crossplay true. stuff. So. Yeah. Well, well, that's yeah, yeah.
1: that's why I think everyone's so afraid, because if you're like me, and I think most people are, you were introduced to... <laughs>
0: most people are like Chris Antis, too, sure. <laughs> you,
1: you, you were introduced to Rocket League uh, through a free... Uh, it was a free PS Plus PS, game, uh, yeah. Yeah. PS Plus PS Plus, and yeah. it was instantly compatible with all PC players, as something Sony doesn't still do with other games out of the box right now, years later. Um, it was the first game I think most people did cross-play with console and PC because they weren't Shatter Run 360 players. Uh, it's synonymous the with cross-platform play. Yeah. And,
4: and, and, and yeah, Epic buying this makes me super fucking nervous. So what they've already said, though, they will continue to support the Steam version of Rocket League in perpetuity. So don't worry about that. It's going to get all the updates and stuff. What they won't do... So by the end of this year, and they haven't announced the exact date... They will stop selling it on Steam. So if you already own a copy on Steam, you're fine. You're going to get all the updates. You're going to get all the events and stuff like that. Um, but you just won't be able to buy it on Steam. At the end of this year, you will. If, if you're on PC, you will have to buy it from the Epic Store. This changes nothing with the console. You can still buy it on all the consoles. So don't
1: Anybody thinking Epic was making shady moves is now a billion times more convinced. And even
2: I am crazy uncomfortable with this. Yeah, but all I want to know is, can my car do the backpack dance... <laughs> Only thing that matters. To
1: me. What you
2: want? You want to floss without paying that kid? <laughs> yeah. Well, I,
0: yes. I can't copyright a dance and, move, man. It's America.
2: I, I want a Carlton and a VW Bug with a picture of Carlton
4: on it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. Let's let's really look at why Valve or why Epic would do this, though. Rocket League's kind of getting older, right? Like it's it's four or five years old at this. Absolutely point. Absolutely true. Yeah. So it. I've got to believe the reason they bought them, it's whatever Psyonix is working on for their next release, right? Like, huh. that that's thats what they've got to be setting this Smarter up take than what I had. I wanted to be angry now. I, I don't know. So, so, for me, it's like they must be on the verge of push, putting something new out. Or maybe, they, yeah, they just want two of the top kind of most well-played multiplayer games. And so now they have that with Fortnite and now Rocket League. I don't know. Hmm. But I just put it on here because I know Epic Store pisses people off, so...
1: I have never been pissed off by anything the Epic Store has ever done because I've never, ever wanted to use it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I get the free games I, they put I, I out. That this
1: would... is legit fucked up, and this is going to get people extremely mad. Probably. It's already got
0: them extremely mad.
1: Yeah, but th- this is this is different. You don't understand. Like, ask Tyler Wild. He's part of the daily multiplayer community for Rocket League to, to remove... Again, and Microsoft bought uh, Minecraft and has never restricted interconnectivity, and um, uh, it's available on every platform. Maybe they'll do the same thing, but I don't think that's what Epic's doing. Do you?
0: I don't know. I think I think they're interested. You think in
1: Epic's not acquiring companies? They're acquiring people. Hmm. That's what they're trying to do. Companies are people?
0: Um, <laughs> according to the <laughs> says, the Court. man who
1: works at a stable company. Uh-huh.
0: Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I think, uh, I think Epic's interested in acquiring PC exclusivity. I think they still make games on other platforms. They will continue to support
4: uh, Rocket League on other platforms. Well, and I, I don't think they're going to shut off the Steam so. players from anyone. I don't think they're going to... No. It, it doesn't... What, and let's what also does acknowledge, do, and
1: it, like, the reason people are scared, this is also a big eSport. So mm-hmm. whatever Epic might do, which they're not saying what they're going to do, could affect esports like the player base is a huge thing. Like right. being an esport means you have to be accessible to everyone.
4: I think I think we might need to have Tyler on soon to, to give his take as an active Rocket League uh, community member.
1: Right, and a paid spokesman from the Epic Store. Um.
3: <laughs>
4: speaking well, of community members, yes, uh, Michael.
0: Speaking of community members. Uh, it is time for the community segment, which is always a segmenting our, our community. community. Uh, last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was what's an unadapted comic book or comic book storyline you'd love to turn into a game? Trav, you weren't here last week. Do you have an answer?
2: Okay, so I need to clarify I need a clarification. Does manga count?
0: Sure. No! Okay. Why not?
2: <laughs> so because every game is based on manga that the
3: First of all, no, it's not.
2: So there's a really great manga that just came out. It's like airing here in America now on Toonami called The Promised Neverland. Uh, it's a really good show that I don't want you to spoil anything.
1: Really... Where is it? What, 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 how can I see Wait, it? Wait, I saw this it show on, on HBO. On, they no longer show yeah. this show.
4: Hmm. Oh, that's uh, Leaving prom- Neverland. Sorry, oh. sorry, sorry. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Promise Neverland is a show, it's on Cartoon Network, uh, but it's oh, on... I love it's, Cartoon Network manga. It, it's streaming... <laughs> Shut up! It, it is a Shonen Jump anime. It's a Shonen Jump manga. It's a
0: Shonen Jump <laughs> manga. Said
4: anything! <laughs> He's mad at himself! Oh. Look,
1: like, I love Cartoon Network Grugamesh.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> a
2: band! What? It is a Shonen Jump manga, which is really good. I don't want to talk about the storyline because it is, like, literally the first issue, it sets the world up and it does, like, this huge spoiler, but a really cool, it would be a really cool, like, strategy-type, like, stealth game would be really, really fun, uh, Promise Neverland, it, that's my, that's my stealth way of saying for you guys to read it on Shonen Jump or watch it on Cartoon Network, you assholes. Matt, do you have an answer? Because you weren't here last week
4: either. Thank you, tried. T.L. You yeah. By the way, that's never going <laughs> to happen, good. T.L. Uh, yeah, my answer. I At first, I kind of went basic bitch, and I thought Frank Miller's uh, The Dark Knight Saga. Mm-hmm. and eh, You know, playing old Batman and you know getting getting the, the gangs on your side to, to fight. Eh. Yeah. But then, I remembered my favorite comic book character. One, because he shares my name. The other, because he shares my terrible eyesight. Daredevil daredevil has never had a great video game adaptation Um, did you see that there's there's video footage of that canceled daredevil game yep and so i've always thought it would be cool to have a game that lets you see quote-unquote the way daredevil does and and Mm find plays around with kind of his i guess sonar for lack of a better (laughs) better term so something something that could could do that in a cool way but combined with a little Ace Ventura, Telltale style sections where he is lawyer in because Matt Murdock is also mm-hmm. a lawyer by day, Daredevil by and night.
1: If you haven't read my my fucking Tumblr version of Daredevil, when he talks through his butt,
4: you know, <laughs> yeah, no, that sure it missed that one. Uh, That's an Ace Ventura reference. Yes. pardon me, I'd like to ask <laughs> you a few questions.
0: Wait, did you mean to say Ace Attorney, and you say Ace Ventura? Did I say Ace
4: Ventura? You did. Yes, Jesus did. Christ!
0: <laughs> How does that feel? I'm
2: just sitting with my head on that. the. I just
4: have my forehead on the mic. <laughs> it's just yeah, I, I can an, hear your thoughts, man. I'm it's an ace terrifying. attorney. I'm okay. an, <laughs> an ace attorney. Yes, ace attorney sections. Where you are the lawyer, Matt Murdock, oh, yeah. and figuring out cases. And then when you can't figure them out or when justice isn't served, you just go beat the shit out of somebody in a Daredevil fighting. Yeah,
0: him. when you lose a case, you, you punch a dude. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. That's how it, would, that's, it the, is? that's the shitty Ben Affleck Daredevil. Come on. That is how it works yeah. in Daredevil comics. Yes. Uh, every every loss that is
2: decided in
1: a seesaw <laughs> battle.
2: <laughs> I say, can you, you opened up the game uh, Dancing in the Park with Elektra? Like, then yes, I would be there for that game. Yeah, I'm not saying
4: so adapt bad. the
1: movie, fuckers. I said the cool You know how bad your movie has to be where I have to say <laughs> the Coolio part of your movie was the best part. <laughs> ah. I and mean, that's, that's in the director's cut. Well, oh.
0: first responder on videogameapocalypse.com was uh, surprise, surprise, laser time rules, who oh, says, yeah. as far as I know, Secret Wars has not been adapted into a game. So that's one I'd like to see. It'd also be neat to see Civil War adapted into a game Maybe in the same vein as Ultimate Alliance, and finally Crisis on Infinite Earths would be epic. All cliched answers, but those would be te- potentially great games if adapted correctly. I
4: thought
2: so. I want to. I want to be. I want to be, be an asshole real quick. Uh, latest high rules. Civil War was adapted into the game. That is Marvel Ultimate Alliance Two. 2 it is basically Civil basically War.
3: Civil War. Yeah. yeah. That's one where Spider-Man I, swings I believe
1: underwater. I heard Chris Baker say on this show Or the recent version of Bonus Time, patreon.com slash laser time That Secret Wars
4: Was a story meant to sell toys It is not
2: good <laughs> yep. so- it, is, it is not good
4: it it, You got a good suit out of it I mean, yes. take that. So was Transformers, yeah. so was He-Man. You yeah, but, like
0: but that, that things, specifically so. sold Marvel toys that came with those little shields with, like, the lenticular things that you could uh, mm-hmm. move around anyway. Yeah. Somebody uh, and
1: it. I'll take this one. Okay. Um, you old so-and-so says, I would like to see a game based on uh, Legend of, a, of the Chaos God, a five-part comic event that played out in Disney Adventures <laughs> magazines. What up, Caleb? I'm shouting you out. Uh, the, the linked, that linked the universes of several Disney afternoon cartoons wherein in a powerful ancient deity was locked in a jewel that made uh, its way through the, uh, through the worlds and apparently separate eras of Tailspin, DuckTales, Chippendales, Rescue Rangers, Goof Troop, and Darkwing Duck. I don't actually remember much about how everything played out in the story, despite uh, still having all my old issues of DA. What kind of game would it be? I don't know, uh, but seeing as as all these shows have been given games of their own, maybe it would be cool to have a sequel to all of them, uh, keeping the same uh, respective gameplay on uh, the NES, the Super NES, and making it kind of a bizarre follow-up to the Disney Afternoon Collection. I
0: think it it's very disrespectful that Baloo would uh, acknowledge the existence of a pagan god uh, when he's already it, the most <laughs> sinful character in the Disney Afternoon canon. I-,
1: <laughs> Quick. I think you don't understand what that world was like. The fact that it was more viable to live in the air than on the ground. Yeah means something really fucked up
4: happened in that It's like
0: a 1930s uh, tropical shipping thing.
4: Uh, Love that show. Yeah. Oh, R- real so quick, weirdest, weirdest moment from Disneyland last week when I was there with my family. We did uh-huh. one of the character breakfasts. One of the characters walking around was Max. Goofy's son Max I'm like yeah. Hey man I'm like how the fuck Are you relevant to Anybody in the last 20 years So wait you like, worked At right? of you, all. Have you never seen yes. The movie A Goofy movie wait, Yes wait, I've seen The Goofy wait, wait, movie Hang fantastic. on Hang on So <laughs> yes. you
0: went to Your old workplace For vacation
4: Yeah it's It's
0: weird I I, yes. I, I just want to <laughs> Underline that Okay carry on <laughs> Yes <laughs> What are yeah. you doing For
1: vacation I don't know Going to visit The bones of
3: Game Hopefully
1: Lucas Sullivan Will put me up I mean, isn't uh, that
2: no. what this
4: show is? But, uh, yes,
2: yes, <laughs> yes. People, people, my age,
4: are a huge fan of a goofy movie, uh-huh. right? Max's TL, Max people is a your age, character. were not at the character breakfast, my dude. Like mm. this, this character breakfast is not for people your age. I thought yeah, it was cool. Like, I, I love Max.
1: When I was in Japan, in both uh, Tokyo, uh, shit, to- Tokyo Times Square, and and uh, Disney, Max was Max is like he's never gone. Yeah. Um and, and like I don't know like TL you can speak like I read like earlier, like I didn't know so many fucking young black kids are like, well, goofy movie's a black movie. Uh goofy
2: the goofy characters are all black characters.
1: Yeah, like I, I didn't I didn't know that till I, like I wear that shirt in sure. public and like every black dude stops me and, and talks about how when I say like the goofy movie.
2: It's I mean it's a movie that's like it's it's the R and B it's the R and B Disney movie with Tevin Campbell. With two great Timmy Campbell songs, like yeah, yeah like uh, of course, yeah. It, no. it is,
1: it, but it is both raceless. But you can impress whatever you want on it, and like, and yeah, like putting on that shirt here, like I, my mind has been blown. Like this is the black community <laughs> fucking loves Goofy movie, yeah. Um, like that shit's crazy in Japan. Like everyone but fucking white people will not acknowledge
4: how great this movie is.
1: It's fucking it's awesome.
4: Great. I love it. And Max is great. No, I, Max, I think Max was, is great too. <laughs> I thought it was just weird to see him at a character breakfast, but I was stoked because I'm like... And he, he still had like the 90s kid aesthetic. He had like the flipped up yeah. brim on his cap and everything. then he have the hammer teeth? pants? That's... No, no pants. Disney character, man. They oh, that's creepy. Max wears pants. Max oh, he had, right? Yeah, he had his shorts. They were like I think orange shorts or something like that. I gotta...
2: Also, I need Sonic at some point in this movie to actually have pants on. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, if not, gosh. we have a
0: we have a huge. He has to wear like to tight seventies hot pants. <laughs> no. I just want to I, I want not. him
1: to say as Ben Schwartz, no, I'm not wearing pants because my body is so filled with fur... You can't see the giant dick I have underneath here. Mm -hmm. It sways in the breeze when I run too fast. It looks like a tail if you're looking too closely. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you have a high-speed camera. (laughs) Okay, uh, from
4: Twitter, at peak 37 pt says, I'd love a version of Forever Evil where you have to, Mega Man style, choose from a group of villains to take on the crime syndicate. Runner-up, Blackest Night, zombie fighting action, and you can harness all spectrums of light and level them.
2: Yeah, I mean it would be fun. Mm. A good I would I'm here for a good
1: Green Lantern game. And I'm just sure. saying that uh, uh, old so and so's comment, the entire Disney afternoon is based on comics and has been resurrected in the last few years in comics, and it technically served better than comics than cartoons uh, over time. So, that, oh, over time, yes, that new cartoon is really damn good. It's really good. Yeah, but <laughs> like the the Rescue Rangers in um, uh, Tailspin Comics, they're really fucking good too. Mm. Uh, Sloppy Midkiff says, "I want to see an action platform based on Mega Man, Sonic, crossover from Archie Comics." Uh, Sonic and Mega Man have uh, it, it can each have a separate campaign that suits their style, culminating in a final tandem campaign uh, where the, the duo assaults the Skull eggs. Why do they get? Why do you got do they have to assault the Sonic area? I'm
0: a Mega Man fan. I, I imagine like Robotnik and Doctor Wily would get along really well up to a point. And that point is, like, Dr. <laughs> Wiley's saying, like, well, I just built robots, and Robotnik is like, well, I, I turn organic beings into robots. And Wiley's like, but that seems unreliable. Why would you do that?
1: Why would you enslave small birds from unheard yeah. of arcade games? When you can enslave everybody. A
0: rabbit
1: in there. <laughs> can I can I just read this? Because, like, it came up on my feed. It's pulled up on my phone right now. I it's guess I can't from, stop
0: you. Tweet from <laughs> Archie
1: Comics. Archie Comics said uh, this month, last month, uh, your parents are getting older. Your friends are are married and having kids. The neighborhood you grew up in is unfamiliar to you. You see a stranger's face when you look in the mirror. Buy an Archie Comics digest and read classic stories on the go. Jesus. <laughs> and, and Valiant <laughs> Comics responded with, Archie, are you okay? Yeah,
3: no shit. <laughs> it
0: sounds like a fucking nihilist Arby's post. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, so
1: you thought this sounded nihilist. This is this is apparently real. Archie Comics uh, responded with, Yeah, just trying to do a funny tweet to boost engagement and bring attention to our brand so that people <sighs> spend their money on our products after developing an attachment to the account through our use of relatable messaging. Like...
4: Yeah. Jesus!
1: Damn. Somebody it somebody, all out there. somebody yeah. swat the fucking razor away from Archie's wrist. <laughs> yeah. like, I feel like I had to time.
4: grow new middle fingers to react to that. Two isn't <laughs> enough. Uh, I gotta appreciate the honesty. That's yeah. Yeah,
1: Because funny. everyone knows, listening to this, the best thing Archie Comics has done in the last couple of years is Sonic and Mega Man. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Ian Flynn. That shit is fucking great. Incorrect. The I, best uh,
0: thing Archie has done in the last several years is Archie versus The Punisher. I was going to say Afterlife for Archie. That's but...
2: over a decade
1: ago. <laughs> yeah. Okay,
0: uh, Archie versus not... Sharknado, whatever. <laughs> Archie versus thing. Predator was yeah. more recent, and it's really Was good. it?
4: More recent than Sharknado. <laughs> All of these sound like awesome I, I game adaptations, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I
2: Am Not a Twit says, There are already three PlayStation games that were du- uh, direct adaptations of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, based on Part 1, Part 3, and Part 5. I would really like to see the Yakuza team tackle... Battle tendency for its over-the-top depiction of masculinity and sexuality, or a point-and-click adventure like Ghost Trick for Part Four, Diamond is Unbreakable. You get to experience the town of Morio. Um, and poke around many sites and landmarks with clips from Josuke and Okayasu. I, I didn't Morio. watch. I didn't watch I didn't watch Diamonds Unbreakable. <laughs> like it's it's good. It's just it wasn't for me. Um but yeah, I I agree. Jojo is great, and I would love more JoJo stuff. Jojo mm-hmm. is so good. And I think like how we like how we are able to depict games now. I would love to see like a platinum JoJo game where they're just like be nuts like as nuts as you want to go here you go here's a brand new jojo's game that'd be really great i don't know this for a fact tl but like
1: have the jojo's games been restrained i only played it to to get footage of a dog farting in someone's face until he died
2: if i yes they have (laughs) been like i can literally just show you clips like no they have been they have been restrained like they're there was a clip that went viral last year of, like, the JoJo characters melting a guy while playing Pussy Control for Prince. Like, JoJo is a a great, great fucking series. Wow. Uh,
0: <laughs> at Conniption Fit says, Planet Hulk would be a lot of fun. I picture it as God of War, but you're the Hulk. You could maybe even have multiplayer with the Warbound-like Korg. God
1: damn. <laughs> Who doesn't fa- love Korg? One of my favorite lines from Endgame, which I won't spoil this <laughs>
0: Thanks, Thor. <laughs> <laughs> Thor, Thor was the best thing
1: about that movie. I'm just gonna say it. Nah, it's Hulk. It's Hulk. It's Hulk. But also, uh, uh, Planet Hulk is would be a great movie and a legitimately great multiplayer thing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of gladiatorial. Yeah.
0: I feel like they kind of explored Planet Hulk with uh, with Thor Ragnarok.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thor is, Ragnarok is definitely right. that is technically yeah. the how Marvel. The Marvel Cinematic Universe address Planet Hulk. Yep. Period. That's yep. it. Yep. It's over. Yep. But as a game, like seriously, it's it's Hulk versus a bunch of other people. Like it's mm. just not anybody you care about. So I don't know. Oh, look what Jesse Moore said.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say most Hulk games were Hulk versus a bunch of people I don't care about. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yes, Jesse Moore says, "Archie versus Predator." It could be like an asymmetrical game like Friday the 13th, but incredibly goofy, ultra-violent, and colorful. One player plays as Predator, while the others get to play as the Riverdale gang with character-specific abilities and weapons. You can do that in a like, Ghost like, Recon did on Cape
1: Crisis a long time ago. The Archie Company is so fucked up. It's run by the son and uh, daughter of both of its co-founders who both hate one another. <laughs> and they kind of say yes to everything. And there is something supremely fucked up about Archie versus Predator. Hmm. Hey, do you not like Reggie? We're gonna tear his head off. Nice. Of you, with, in the same art style you're used to seeing Archie <laughs> stuff in, and like, like, who approved
4: this? Why? What? Do you not care? Like, no one seems to care. At that why company. would they? Yeah, you say that, but. That's the only reason Archie is even relevant to me is no I, things like Riverdale I, I, and all shit. I believe shit. You. Like,
1: Riverdale is why that show is relevant. It's from subverting your
2: expectations yeah. of what Archie is. Yeah. So I, they could be right. Maybe they're making a bad making a bad soap opera based off of Archie. Oh, would listen to
1: say it better. <laughs> <laughs> I I the first two episodes I saw, I thought they were astonishing. I thought they were so beautiful. Anyway, anyway, Reese, Reese, what up, buddy? Uh, says even though Telltale is gone. I still want an episodic Preacher game. I love Preacher. Uh, In fact, last time, uh, the question of the week was, what property would you want to see adapted into a Telltale game? I said Preacher. I'm sticking to that. Following Jesse, Tulip, and Cassidy uh, as they venture across the world to discover why God abandoned heaven was already compelling as hell in the comic. Uh, But what if there was a what-if style episodic series that allowed players to significantly alter events from the comic? Letting players use Jesse's voice of God uh, to make the big decisions uh, that affect later episodes always stuck me as the perfect way to gamify the aspect of the story, too. We'd also need a bonus episode where you play as face
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody loves face There's yeah. an
1: interview with face from the show. Like, um, how you liking this? <laughs> Do you like having to show up the set with a big ass? In your- the
0: that's mandatory. Preacher ain't preacher
1: without R's face. Yeah,
0: yeah I mean that that kid is a lot prettier on the show than he ever was in the comics. Yeah, hmm.
4: yeah. Uh, Mike Miley says I'm really torn on this because my first instinct would be to say Yusagi Yojimbo. Woo! Make it Woo! a third person action game with a cartoony art style with everyone's favorite bunny Ronin. But I think something even better would be Lord Baltimore from the Baltimore series by Mike Mignola, where you play a monster hunter in a post World War One landscape where the war just petered out because of the massive epidemic in vampirism. I don't know if I'd rather if I'd rather it be a third person character action game like Bloodborne with pretty much the same visual style, or you could do an RPG either as the titular character or one you've made yourself. Those both sound awesome. Yeah. I'm on board. We have no sway
0: whatsoever <clears throat> over stuff like this. None. Uh, Daniel Peckham says, "Howard the Duck." I would love to see the first few issues of Steve Gerber's Gerber's original 1976 comic adapted into a point-and-click adventure game, much like the original *Salmon Max* or *The Day of the Tentacle* remaster. Only the remaster episode chapters could focus on Howard's run for president, battling Doctor Bong, Howard's nervous breakdown, and various team ups with the Man Thing and the Defenders. Later episodes could focus on adapting the Chips slash Joe Kinnionius run from a few years back. It'd be an amazingly fun and absurd game to play, just like Maniac Mansion or Monkey Island.
1: Yeah, all I could think of was the Zdrarski run that that would adapt very well. And by the way, Doctor Bong is a bell,
0: not what you're thinking. Oh, like fucking miscreants! Well, I'm very disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I, I really
2: hope they end up making a Howard and Duck movie in like the next phase. Like, I set. mean,
1: you can see him in theaters now. I <laughs> won't tell you how because I won't
2: spoil things because I
1: didn't see it. But he's there.
0: Didn't someone bring up Trans Metropolitan also? That would have been. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, oh, awesome. yeah someone's a oh, man. New question of the week. Because Days Gone is getting some divisive reviews here and there, what is a game that uh, got really bad reviews that you still love? Or that everyone, conventional wisdom says is a bad game, but you still really, really enjoy? I have one. Oh, do you? Do it.
1: I do, because it was one of those, um, you know, you remember how it was. Like, people in-house, we wanted to review first-party exclusives, Mm because they were the money that microsoft was spending and sony were spending all this money on and like um uh they might have advertising dollars behind everything but more, more the idea that they were supposed to be super high profile everyone's going to be talking about these games and one of those games that didn't that failed on all those accounts was a game called monster madness
0: which, oh i remember uh, that shit yeah.
1: however it is the first game i've ever played in my life with an online horde mode period really and uh yeah way before like Like, Gears made an event out of the idea that it had a horde mode. But a Microsoft-published game, two years prior to that, had a horde mode. You're fighting at a trash heap with, with multiple people against hordes of enemies. There weren't a ton of people there. And I remember having to, like, wait until the mode went live to review it. And, like, this is fucking awesome. And I don't know that it's still awesome now. But it did, in my mind, it was the first uh a player versus waves like uh four players versus waves of enemies rather than like they were all remember how many shitty games there were where like we're katamari it's four people versus each other why sure it doesn't make any sense like it should like here's my idea for Katamari multiplayer the king of cosmos just throwing shit at you and who can gather the most like there's no reason people should be battling one another face to face they should be competing against one another. Hmm. Uh and and this did it like way early on, Monster Madness, and like I thought that shit was like the the single player sucks, but this game this rules, and this is the future of everything, and I was totally right.
0: Hmm.
3: Um,
1: well, wasn't that whor- supposed a- to be a like mode. a
0: spiritual successor to Zombies Ate My Neighbor?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like it was like a a monster 3D glasses bubble gun version hmm. of a you know a 1950s monsters take over your neighborhood. Hmm. And um, it, it, I don't remember the big part of it being that bad, but that it pioneered this one area that works really well online. Uh, the first horde mode I remember playing, Monster Madness.
3: Well,
0: I know for me that like the the expected answer is, of course, Jaws Unleashed. But to say that I like that game is kind of an overstatement. Uh, I, I I appreciate it in the same way that one appreciates the room, where it's like this is so bad it's amazing. But no, the one I'm going to say actually is Silent Hill Downpour, which got lambasted by critics, but I think is still one of the best open world horror games of its era and had a lot of really interesting side quests that uh, went in interesting directions. I still remember there was one where you like find this this house and you set a record player in motion and it like ghosts appear and they act out a murder in reverse so then you like have to reverse the record and then the murder unfolds and then the ghosts fucking attack you or like there's a bit where there's like a school play and you have to set up all these special effects to create like okay there's this big uh, sheet that you have to hit to create the sound of rain and a bunch of other things, and once you do it, like, the stage suddenly becomes a real rainy forest that's filled with monsters that you have to explore. It's so cool, and everyone fucking hated it, and I don't understand why. Because it wasn't as good as other Silent Hills. Sure, but it's still fun. I I could have
1: said EDF, but I I understand Mm. your plight. You've always
2: loved Silent Hill games.
0: I have, always. Uh, So, I...
2: I have one that's I yeah I'm gonna go with the controversial one whatever I'm gonna say power the Rapper 2. Hard. but that's not it's whatever no one's played that game that's, that's what game Parappa um, uh, Rapier- the Rapper Oh hmm, yeah Some people have uh, played yeah, no I didn't like that, that game <laughs> I love that game a lot I love that soundtrack I think that soundtrack's the best one of the three no but um, my actual game uh, is a game that people fucking hate to the point where the next game had to change the formula completely and that is Resident Evil 6
3: mm. I
2: think that game is fun I had a lot of fun playing the game with my buddy I also don't give a shit about the story of Resident Evil uh, so I don't like. I never got really hung up mm. on on Wesker Jr. and all the other stuff and I I like action games, so I think Resident Evil Six. Like I love that game; it was a really fun game. I think when
4: I you say people, it. I disagree. I, I think when you say people, I think you're a little bit too much in our like gamer bubble because mm. wasn't that Chris like the highest selling Resident Evil game ever until recently? Five, or, five, you know? five or six, yeah, yeah. Five, so, but so, I mean, six I mean, really people
2: well. who are people who are like just casual game fans don't like that game either. It's not a well liked
0: game. Well, I mean, no, it's terrible. I reviewed it and I gave it a higher score than I probably should have. Uh, But I will say, I feel like the Ada Wong campaign, which previously I think was kept locked until you'd finished the other three, but uh, Mm -hmm. after a little while after launch was unlocked for everyone. Like that makes it all worthwhile. Like that is the best by far. And if you if you just play that, you will get your money's worth out of Resident Mm -hmm. Evil Six.
4: I feel really bad because you guys are like going to bat for, for your games and you have actual reasons why you think they're really good.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I cannot do the same for my game. And I think I've gotten a record on this show before. I like Star Wars Masters of Taras I don't why? know why. I don't know why. I don't I mean, have a reason. It's the only bad game
1: acknowledged in a major
4: motion picture. <laughs> it's just, it's, look, it's, it was fun to me to play a fighting game with Star Wars characters. That's it. That was the premise. That's all I needed. I'm not a fucking competitive fighting game guy, right? I don't care that it doesn't have like the greatest fighting game mechanics. It was fun to fucking swing a lightsaber and do combos, and it was. I still think that game's fine. Like I, I know it gets a lot that's of why hate. Why Mortal
1: Kombat still exists? Always. Yeah, it's, it's always fun to it, fuck around with. Yeah,
4: it's it's just a game that's fun to fuck or was fun to fuck around with. I haven't played it in years, but yeah, it gets so much hate, and I'm just like, I thought it was fine. Like I, I like Star Wars: Masters of Terror. I feel oh. better having gotten that.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, what's a divisive or disliked game that you actually love? Uh, let us know. Go to Apocalypse.com and answer under the comments for episode 314. Uh, alternately, you can hit us up on the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer. Or uh, just tweet at us. Uh, Twitter. It's a site you can use. At VG Apocalypse, and uh, we'll collect uh, some of the best answers and read them on next week's show. So that's been our show. Uh, let's go out with some plugs, Trav. What have you got for us? Uh,
2: yeah, so I do a podcast called PMB. Uh, it's really fun. We're on Patreon, um, and I'm also a writer now, apparently. Huh? So apparently, me on I'm, my. I'm so sorry. Like <laughs> you <know, laughs> hold... with your bills. Yeah, follow me on my writing expedition. That's the word. I don't know. I could write words. I don't know how to say them. It's um, your journey. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I do a lot. I said I do a lot of writing and stuff. And uh, yeah, that's it. I don't have anything to plug right now. That's really. pretty good. He's pretty a wordsmith, folks. folks.
4: Yes,
3: He's a, <laughs>
0: <laughs> banging
2: out I'm those tired. words. Tired. I've been up since three. <laughs> yeah, yesterday. and it's
0: like one thirty nine a.m. on your time right now. So let's wrap this up, Chris. What do you got?
1: Well, it's different for my time Because I'm wide awake uh, really? I'm just kidding, I'm exhausted uh, But uh, uh, Laser Time this week uh, Really fun, all about celebrity freakouts
4: <laughs> Oh, good for you, Chris Good for you
1: Good for you Oh, good <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines from that thing Christian Bale you want to know what Christian Bale really sounds like? You don't have much evidence other than him freaking out at a fucking lighting guy. Is it weird that he did that whole rant in his American accent? I know it's <laughs> he didn't. He it's both. It's, it's he goes, both. It's, he, yeah. he Mel Gibson's it. He goes back oh, and forth yeah. a little bit. Oh, creepy! Yeah, it's Totally both. And like what everybody forgets is, it's from Terminator Salvation, yes! the movie we don't <laughs> acknowledge to ever have existed.
0: It was fine. It's I like terrible. That movie. It's awful. <laughs> it is not. It's perfectly acceptable.
2: There's a part where uh, Christian uh, Christian Bale and Sam Worthington have a growl off, and it's delightful. I fucking <laughs> love
1: that. That movie is movies. better
0: than 90% of shitty Italian sci-fi movies from the 80s that were shot in warehouses. This is a great <laughs> barometer
1: to judge movies
0: on. <laughs> it's the best.
2: <laughs> um, but I really wish you would have pulled the clip with uh, Mystic Man yelling at uh, Bob Costas. Oh uh, shit! Because... He's,
1: he's he was the worst in interviews back then. Like you're you're not Mister McMahon. You're actually a representative of a company. Oh, he's already doing it, and no one yeah. can stop him. Why don't you slap a guy's notes out of his hand?
2: Yeah, <laughs> you you wrote <worded> <laughs> it out. Ninety year old,
1: fucking a fucking freak in uh, uh thirty twenty ten. You kind of have two episodes going up this week. All all great, uh, celebrating the. Jesus, I don't know. Like, I I only worked on one of them.
0: Celebrating um, the
3: Jesus. (laughs) The,
1: the, uh, I couldn't, we talked about home movies, a show that's one of my favorite shows in the universe, in the same breadth and segment as SpongeBob SquarePants. That those shows came out within two days of one another. It doesn't seem likely, but like, uh, SpongeBob SquarePants turned 20 this week. Oh my God. One of the best things to ever happen in animation.
4: Yeah, one of those shows is really good. Mm. Hey, whoa, whoa, the other whoa, one whoa, is whoa, 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 what yeah. the fuck was <laughs> Thank that? Thank you. <laughs> uh, Home Movies is excellent. SpongeBob is not good. Yeah,
0: you read the room, man. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> God, <fuck. laughs> Jesus
4: Christ. I really have to go. Like, oh, man.
3: <laughs>
4: I'm at MattyCAllen on Twitter if you want to <laughs> get back to me with comments on that. So.
0: <sighs> well, as always, you can hit us up on Twitter at VG Apocalypse again, or me personally at Wikiparas. That's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. so bad
2: i will say it's like the releasing of dicks to go pee